Hello, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemenly ladies and lady gentlemen. We have some in the studio today. Ah, ah, I am your hostess with the mostest, Alexander Rodriguez, here for On The Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix. Today we have vodka and champagne. We're a little fancy today for tonight's cast. We have a little bit of everything for everybody. Celebrating the 30th anniversary, can you believe it, 30 years, of Adventures of Babysitting, uh, we have actor Keith Coogan, also from Fox and the Hound, Toy Soldiers, and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. We also have Master photographer sassy pants himself matthew mitchell we have ceo of test loop the rock star of business rahul sonad and instagrammer and travel blogger too bad he's so unattractive daniel pyre and coming at us from new york city host of call me adam we have celebrity interview adam rothenberg and with my evil twin sister and co-host today michael vega let the drinks begin And most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and and that's about it. So pop a cork, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On the Rocks every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. It is going to be a very bumpy tonight. We have a really, really, really big show tonight. Jam-packed of goodness for your pleasure. We are surpassing your daily recommended dose of calories, nutrition, and booze. Uh, You know. Oh, Keith. (laughs) Sorry. Some of the elderly in our studio can't, you know, can't handle their cell phones. Their cricket phones. Okay. Tonight, ooh, I'm getting the look already. You guys, tonight's show is going to be a lot of fun. I just have to say, I have to say. Tonight, we have main figures from TV, film, theater, business, Instagram, and photography under one roof. Uh, My claim to fame is my consumption of vodka. That's about it. (laughs) Um, Hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play, and of course, on Facebook Live on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, and nationally on Reverie Network. And now we are streaming on uh, Bear World Magazine live on their Facebook. <laughs> Bear world. Because I'm more an otter, you know. Yes, yes, you are very good. You've gone from a fox Ooh. and fox on the hound to to an otter. I, I see. I see how that is. We'll always be friends forever, uh, won't we? Uh, fox and hound reboot. Okay, that was kind of creepy. That, that was, was awesome. a little are you creepy. Me? <laughs> um, ch- check out Bear World magazine. Uh, I'm the entertainment editor there, and I have my weekly um, interviews, fun movie reviews that are real. I don't, I don't, I don't play around. He and does watch the movies. Yes. But I'm, I'm also, no, it, it was terrible, or so-and-so bugged me, or whatever. Um, I've also started Movie News Monday on there, so go to Bear World Magazine. I, I, this week I reviewed The Big Sick, and I didn't want to see it at all because I hate romantic comedies because I lost my heart in a fatal uh, accident in 2002. <laughs> uh, but The Big Sick did not make me sick. It was actually very good, so go Please. see it. Check out my review on BearWorldMagazine.com or on their Facebook. My mom, Mama Rose, is in the chat room on UBNRadio.com, also on Facebook. She's answering all your questions. She has done 
done her research. She knows all of you very intimately. Daniel, <laughs> you, have, you, you, have a, you have a cougar fan out there. Um, and but, in here. Yes. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. Hands off. He's straight. Uh, okay, everybody. Um, <laughs> but keep Mama Rose busy. Ask her your questions. Um, she'll text me your questions from the chat room. Keep her busy or else she's going to hit that bottle of vodka. <laughs> she I does like, get tipsy. Like she hasn't hit it already. I know. She's like, I gave birth to you. This is what I get. Um, Tony, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, I have to tell our listeners, you are injured today, and it's partly my fault. <laughs> you literally have a gash in your head. <laughs> that sounded so weird. <laughs> oh, you don't have a uh, microphone today. Oh, God, uh -oh. it's going to be a good day today. So it really was you. No, no. Yep. so Tony walks into his office, and I'm sitting behind his desk, as usual, because I have to sit in every desk when I walk into an office, whether it's mine or not. And he pretended to be like so tired, so he goes like this with his head, and he bangs it on a mug, and his head literally splits open. Blood oh gushing. I'm not even kidding. A mug of what? Yeah. What? Just a mug, literally. And I'm the least sympathetic person. I was like... God, I hope he can still do the show. <laughs> yeah, like that, that literally was the extent of what I was able to do. And I was like, ooh, blood, go away. Um, so returning to the show is my evil twin sister, like I said. Uh, the actor, nightlife, contributante. Remember I made up that word? Contributante. I love that word. Uh, Michael Vega, you're going to be helping. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, Vega, not Vega. Vega. Ve Ve Vega. There's, uh, you're there's gonna no be, Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're going to be helping me keep it all together. As <laughs> Good luck. That's a task. Yes. As my language <laughs> turns to cursive, uh, how was your week? How's it turns to hieroglyphics? How um, was Good. Very good. I really good. don't care. Very good. So, uh, no. Cheers to that. Just kidding. No. Cheers um, to that. But you often work some late nights in West Hollywood. I do. You know, my, my side job, I, or my job askew, as I call it, you know. Uh, Is it fun, or does it, like, wear off after a few years? It, it used to be fun. I mean, it, it's really good money, and it, it's a job that you don't take home with you. You know, you, you, you have <laughs> taken plenty of people from work to your home. Yeah, including you when you pass out on my couch. Um, yeah, it, it's it's wow. fine. Sorry, it's, mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the job itself is fine. You know, people can be a little bit, you know, uh, a little uh, bumpy to deal with sometimes because you know there's alcohol and. And stuff involved, so yeah. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> exactly. Um, um, but th thank you for coming and you know keeping me keeping me on track. Um, on the Rocks is coming out to you out and about. Uh, what's coming up? Palm Springs LGBT Film Festival. Uh, I'm going to be there uh, September 21st through the 24th. I'm going to be there for so many days. Um, and I'm going to be setting up shop, doing interviews, question and answers, doing some of the before and after parties. I don't know about the after parties. <laughs> Woo! Um, so come see me there. Also come visit me at Palm Springs Pride. I'm going to be on the main stage, emceeing on the main stage for three days straight, right by all the bars. If you want to perform in any way on... on on the stages uh, email me at info at on the rocks radio show.com I'll send an introduction to the producers of pride but 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 come do that also this weekend um, I am covering Mr. Bear LA <laughs> at the Eagle in Silver Lake literally yeah, yeah define covering <laughs> how dare you keep it classy we have straight people here and I have a lot of straight <laughs> listeners straight listeners I love you so much uh, Tony show the graphic <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, but it's Saturday starting at 9 p.m. So if you're in L.A., come out and see. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. I emailed it to you as an attachment. Your concussion is really kicking it. No, that is, <laughs> that's the poster for Adventures in Babysitting. Are your eyes crossing? Yes. <laughs> All right, look it up, Tony, because it's very important. It's, I sent it as an attachment. Anyway, um, but I'm going to be doing live streams, so if you can't make it, go to Barreled Magazine's Facebook, and we start the live streams at 9 p.m., and it goes until 2 a.m., 
and it's all live. And my co-host for the event is Wesley Woods, who just won Grabby uh, Award Performer of the Year. Um, so come watch us live stream, and is, I'm going to be. What is a Grabby Award? Grabby Award is um, it's it's a it's an entertainment award uh, for, for entertaining for entertaining adults in the comfort of their own homes. <laughs> what do they grab? Just curious. Everything, everything. The award. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, anyway, God, my life sounds. Thank you. They, there you go. There I am with Mr. Wesley Woods at the at the bottom. So go go find out who wins, Mr. Bear. I've never been to a bear event, by the way. People are like, oh, you're part of the bear community. Uh, no. Yes. Um, How dare you, sir? <laughs> but I've never been, and I just feel like I'm gonna have a lot of natural wet hair in my face. <laughs> just you're not supposed to move if they come at you. <laughs> I'm gonna come in like a bear cage. I'm gonna be like, hands off. Uh, my, lay down and play dead. Yes. <laughs> anyway, but my life does sound pretty gay, but I do a lot of straight events too, so um, they just don't pay as much. <laughs> coming up on the show, we have a lot of fun coming our way. Next week, we have Ray Donovan, co-star Michael McGrady, and we have Parks and Recreations, Jim O'Hare. Of course, he was uh, so funny as Jerry, uh, but he's been doing so well, and he's in the new Steven Soderbergh film uh, with Adam Driver, Tatum Channing. Channing Tatum, <laughs> sorry, Either way. I don't even pay attention to his name. Daniel Craig um, and wow. Hilary Swank, and well, he's like in the trailer, cast. like he has, he's a big co-starring part. So next week he's coming, and we're being joined next week also by Emmy nominee Mindy Sterling. Of course, Yay, we love her Mindy. from the Austin Powers films, um, and she's been nominated for the web series Sex and Exec. So she's going to be out here coming back. Then rounding out the month, we have uh, from Reba and Baby Daddy uh, Melissa Peterman, who's so funny, and Tony Award winner Marissa Janet Winokur. Don't forget Don Wells. Marianne from Gilligan's Island is also coming by. Yes. And she looks pretty damn amazing. <laughs> and she's got secrets t- t- to share. Daniel, do you even know what Gilligan's Island no, is? No, I do not. Oh, my God. I'll tell you. I can't. Get that vodka back. Is that a television show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. Uh, Please. You, you did the initial <laughs> photography for that one. You're like, here we go. Uh, we have to give a shout out to our sponsors. Of course, Tesloop. In fact, we have the CEO of Tesloop joining us. He's running a little bit late in his Tesloop because he had dropped people off. Uh, but if you're traveling from L.A. to Palm Springs... To, is that him? For real? What? Are you kidding? Whoa. You could have done it better. Get in here. Yeah, that is so weird. That was like, did he bring his own chair? Oh, no. Yeah. Rahul, please close the door. There you go. I can't hear you over your shirt. Do you hear how loud it is? If he had taken Uber, I think he would have been on time. Oh. oh. All ready, friends. Where's his chair? It's right behind you. There, no there free test loop for you. Anyway, I was just saying, so test loop, if you're traveling, we're going to talk all about test loop, but if you're traveling from L.A. to Palm Springs to Orange County to San Diego or reverse, um, travel in style, it's it's so affordable. Go to testloop.com, look at all their schedules, help the environment while you're at it, and you get your little pod to sit in, but we're going to see some video from test loop. Also, um, our sponsor, and everybody goes home. I love... Oh, what? What? Everybody goes oh, home here it is. with a no, box. Everybody goes home. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> our first sponsor is Spunk Lube. Gay Lube. straight in between. So everybody goes home with a bottle of Spunk Lube. It was funny. Actually, one of my it literally opened by the way. On one of those. Oh, He's really? Like, Sponsored by Spunk Lube. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. No, uh, it's a no, great it's lube. Real. I didn't know that. <laughs> and it works. Yes. Rahul, <laughs> yes. Turn, turn the microphone. Tony, can, Allegedly. can you help him out? Yeah, turn exactly. the microphone towards yourself, <laughs> Rahul. Yeah, and let, let, let's put the headphones on. Um, so thank you to Spunk Lube. Also, Bears, Bear Cubs and Scruff, um, our Instagram uh, partner that posts all of our stuff. And thank you to our fashion sponsor, Swish Embassy. You know, Swish Embassy, they do a lot of pop culture T-shirts. They need some, they need some Keith Coogan film T-shirts. 
That's that's what's going to happen. That, I don't think that's going to sell at all. No, I th- of course <laughs> it is. Dishes are done. Of course it will. And zoo and, and zoo for people. Zoo for people. Uh, they design men's accessories like what I'm wearing now. They make my limp wrist, uh, you know, a little bit stronger. A little uh, bit. They also support the wildlife conservation efforts of WWF and Wild Days. So we love them. Also, Panache Optical Gallery. It is uh, in Palm Springs. It's the fashion uh, place where they do all of the celebrities' custom eyewear from retro styles uh, to new styles, and we love. Them, so they provide our shady moment of the week. Now, you know, we don't like to get political here because this is the one time in the week you can just relax. But the moment of shade is brought to us uh, a tweet by at Lauren Duca, and it was talking about uh, the march that went on in, in Charlottesville. Um, and her comment was uh, They're Nazis and effing idiots. The tiki torches make it look like they're protesting Karen's decision to include cilantro in the guacamole. <laughs> wah, wah! So that is the shady moment of the week. Good for you, Lauren. That's, that's Yes. And not trying to make light of the situation at all. Um, Our thoughts go out to everybody injured. Um, It's it's actually unbelievable. Anyway, find us on Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks On Air. Facebook, On The Rocks Radio Show. Book me at a wedding, funeral, quinceanera um, at info at ontherocksradioshow.com. I will be there. All right. Let's start with our On The Rocks icebreaker. And we're just going to go around the room just so our listeners, you know, can get the feel. Uh, Keith, I see your vodka's almost done. And Daniel, you too. Woo! Oh, and, and Matthew. Oh, Raul, we, we need a little drink for you. I brought lots of sponsored drinks. Oh, yes. Wow. He is on point. I tell you, he's the rock star of business. He will tell you how to market. Okay, so um, on the Rocks Icebreaker, and then we're going to bring on Adam Rothberg from uh, from New York, who is the most annoying person on TV or film. Mine is Amy Adams. She always looks, she always is like so whiny, and she always, her eyes always look so watery, like she's like always like watery <laughs> eyes. It's like, girl, get your life together, clean your eyes, and let's get it together. That's mine. Annoying person on film. Oh my god! Let me think. Pass. No, there's no passing. <laughs> I, I was just oh about god. to pass as well. Yeah. Annoying, annoying, if you want to play it safe, oh it, 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 it could be dead. Uh, uh, it could be dead. They could, it, it be, could dead. be dead. I can't think of anything right now. You have I'm, so I'm many opinions you can't think of anything. Because I, I, I love everybody. I, I, let's start, I love everybody no. on film, and I would love to work with any of you. Let's start with <laughs> Keith Coogan because he's worked with them all. Oh, uh, uh, currently on TV or coming out soon here? Sure. I, you know what? I Megan Mullally, that oh. voice, oh the my Karen. God. But that's the not thing. really her. No, voice, I love though. her and yeah. I enjoy it. It's funny. I've seen her on other projects. She's like, "Hello, how yeah. are you?" I've got, got this non Karen killer voice. voice, but her character is so fun to love and hate. So that's got it's it. not really. I yeah. love her. I love her. I it's love a love her. hate. I cannot wait. My wife is a huge Will and Grace fan. So cannot wait for the new uh, show to come out. Yes, me neither. Matthew Mitchell. Yes. What is, uh, who's a TV? Pay attention, Matthew. I am. I was just waiting. I do want to. Yes. T- t- somebody in TV or film that you're just like, oh my god, and it, it, it could be crazy. Yeah, and it could be. They could be dead. There's a guy on um, like internet radio. I forget what his name How is. How dare you? Moving on. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, I think it's his voice. No, you're getting it confused manner. with Ross Matthews. Uh, Rahul, <laughs> is there somebody on TV or film that just just bugs you? That bugs me. Yes. Oh. Uh, most people. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, there goes the celebrity train on Test Loop. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see who bugs me the most. Um, you know, the Smurfs. I just don't like the Smurfs. That is, uh, Smurfs yeah. is a show I could just never get into, and I can't believe they're on their like fourth film now. Yeah. That's racist. <laughs> blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives Matter. Yes. Well, I have a lot of things in my life that are blue. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> Daniel. Um, I would have to say Megan Fox. Um, just because I, I would think that like, you'd be so in love with her. No, you guys would be she, a power couple. She good is choice. gorgeous. Good choice. But she that is a good just choice. doesn't play a role. That She just plays the hot woman in 
basically anything mm-hmm. she has. And like she has a pretty big big ego. It's like, okay, girl, you're so do you, did you guys know that? She has a rare disorder like my friend has where she has half thumbs. If you notice in all of her pictures, she has half thumbs. And so she's got these Which weird, half? creepy half. <laughs> the bottom half, sir. I just want to make sure I understand you. So she's like, hi, I'm Megan Fox. She's a lobster. Yeah, No, that's, that's Lobster Man. Oh. So she's Anyways. a high four and a half? Is Everyone has means? their <laughs> fatal flaw. And if a hot, like, Megan Fox type actress, if it's her thumbs, that's the least of everyone's that's problems. That's true. Yeah. Like, what's she, she going to do with her thumb? So like, what? itch, awake? No, no, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm with you, though. I, 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 just, I just don't understand her. Okay. Okay, this could be my, this is probably my fault. Uh, I, I, he's a great guy great humanitarian ashton kutcher i guess i can't see him beyond that first role that he played anytime i see him in a film but that's probably i didn't i'm not talking about him personally i already see see what you did there yeah but i didn't mean i annoying you this is my choice (laughs) sophie's choice (laughs) it's the wrong choice yeah Uh, (laughs) thank you see daniel gets me i'm more i'm more with the straight bros you know we just we we just get each other yeah i choose the girl now (laughs) all right tonight we are all by by coastal that is um uh tony let's welcome our guest uh our first guest from new york city literally live from the big apple at 10 21 your time we have celebrity interview Adam Rothenberg. Adam, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. So it's so funny to have you on the show because I always feel like we're in competition because I'm like, oh, that bitch got that person on the show. (laughs) And then I know you do the same thing with me. But no, but like we have a lot of the same people that we've interviewed. Hello? No, we do. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. Tony just had to sign it in. He's going to sign it in. The same people. Yes. Are, are you on? But I never, I never feel in competition with you. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, so let me formally introduce you so our listeners know a little bit about you. Adam Rothenberg is founder and host of the entertainment website Call Me Adam. For the past eight years, Adam has been conducting celebrity interviews uh, from the world of film, television, and theater. Most recent interviews have featured Mel B, which we have an amazing picture with, by the way. Annie Goldman, uh, Golden, sorry, from Orange is the New Black. Daphne Rubin Vega, hello. Uh, Lisa Gibbons, Gary Busey, Sandra Bernhard, uh, Debbie Gibson, Michelle Lee, Michael Yuri, Michael. Feinstein, um, and you guys' past interviews have been uh, with Olivia Newton-John, Matthew Morrison, <gasps> Perez Hilton, Lorna Luft, hello, Judy Garland's sister, George Takei, Margaret Cho, Mickey Dolan's from The Monkey, Sutton Foster, Linda Lavin, Rue McClanahan, by the way. Wow. So that's just, I mean, that's... Before that's, she died. Yeah, well, I would hope so. <laughs> I just, I just want to... <laughs> yeah, it was like an Adam Rothenberg uh, seance. <laughs> um, and also along the way, he's been a contributor to Stage Light Magazine, written pieces on the Tony Awards for CBS, hosted his own radio show, um, It's Showtime, um, also with Call Me Adam. And prior to Call Me Adam, uh, he's been a stand-up comedian. Um, and he's currently working on his first ever one-man show, Dates of Discontent, an evening about his life and dates and relationship, uh, directed by Billy Mitchell. And the show will premiere in New York City in 2018. Officially, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, we're going to get down and dirty, but just first off, I just have to ask, interviewing Gary Busey, what was that <laughs> even that. like? Right and out of my mouth. And we actually have a picture that we're going to show. <laughs> um, where? How did you even prepare oh, for that? that? He looks even crazy in this interview. <laughs> it looks like he's going to eat your microphone. <laughs> I mean, there was there was, there was was definitely some, uh, some, like, I have no idea what happened during this interview. It just went with whatever he uh, he gave me, and you know we went <laughs> off topic a lot, and then we found our way back, and 
and um i mean he's really nice he's really nice but definitely like it's just like a, a roll with the punches you can kind of prepare i mean i had questions prepared but he takes you in whatever and he wants to go and you just you just have to go with it well, uh, good for you. Um, and you probably had a lot of interviews <laughs> like that because you've interviewed so many different types of people. Do you still ever get starstruck or are you past that? Oh, no, I, I get starstruck all the time. But I, I, think... I mean, I, I, I come from the point of view of a fan, so I'm very excited at, at everybody I get to meet. Well, because people that I meet that I get starstruck by, like I, I can't talk, and then I end up stalking them, and it's just really uncomfortable for b- both of us. Then I bail them out. And then... Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't get I don't get tongue twisted like that. I just in my head I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm with. Like when it was Mel B, I, I just couldn't believe I was with. Her. And I mean, even tonight, I'm like so excited to be on the same show as Keith Coogan because I. What? I <laughs> I adored you. And don't tell mom the bears dead. That a lot of people awesome. do, and, and it was so funny. There you go. <laughs> Dishes are done. Um, but I mean, adventures, adventures of babysitting, and don't tell mom the babysitters are dead are such iconic films of that time period. Yes. Adam, we're having a little difficulty and with your. Rapp was in. Yes, Anthony Rob. There you go. Early rent. Who knew? Yep. I I knew yep. that he was going right. to be huge. 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 Um, have you always been fascinated by celebrities and, more importantly, in, in theater? Uh, yes. I've always been fascinated by celebrities in entertainment. Uh, theater is where I've had the most access. So um, that's why I would say 85 to 90% of my site is theater interviews. But I love I love actors from all walks of entertainment how do you feel about the stage door appearances there was a little bit of a controversy of uh, actors yes. not doing their stage door appearances i know they do tough eight shows a week incredibly heavily emotional shows uh is it their duty to show up at the stage door i love you Keith or uh, are they able to ditch question. it you know i'm i'm divided about that i um i, I used to wait at stage doors all the time yeah. uh say now that I'm a little bit older I don't wait as as often um it, it it really depends I understand where they're coming from and they shouldn't they shouldn't feel like they have to but I I I mean as a fan like you you go to the show you have this access it, it would be really amazing but at the same time you know it, it can be a lot for them you know I don't always know what goes into the role that they're playing if it's very emotional. They could be drained. If they have two shows a day, oh. it's like to have to go then go out and meet all these people. That's energy to have to spend. And I understand their viewpoint of, you know, I want to make sure that I give the best performance possible for the people coming to the shows. And I think so it's one thing for them really to just to give a little little glimpse of themselves and then get in the car. Like I waited at a stage door once for Patty Lapone, and I just wanted to see her oh, off yeah. the stage. I have so many Patty Lapone stories. Yeah, I, and then she got in the car, and that was fine. But I think it, it goes over the line when people want more. You know, and their I have voices to are tired. To I, I have yeah. to, you know, get a question answered. And you know, yeah, I, I've been on stage plenty of times. Not. At that level, but you know, you're drained. It's like I want to get Girl, the, heck the IRS out of here. is waiting at the stage door for you, and INS <laughs> is waiting for you. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I, I love it, but but their voices are tired. They've just performed. They're out in the cold in New York, and then they have to talk to a bunch of people that are screaming and outside. So you know, we've seen them. You go, you pay 
a lot to go see a movie. You never run into the actors, so mm-hmm. let them be. It's to get that awful Instagram picture. Right, <laughs> I mean, stars never and look you're good in this. Quadruple the price. Right, right. So I mean, for theater, for theater, you're paying quadruple. I mean, probably more than quadruple the price of a movie ticket, but you're paying a lot more money to see them. So it is more important. You know, they preserve what energy and and their voice for for the stage. Um, do you have any questions for Keith Coogan? I would love for you to interview him. Oh you know what, um, Adam? You you have to do uh, one of your columns needs to be about Keith. But putting you on the spot as interview, show me how it's done. Do, do you have a few questions for Keith Coogan? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I do. Oh my God, um, I love you, Adam yes. Rutherford. Yes. yes. First of all, uh, okay, I I in. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Cool. So, um, I mean, what what was it what was it like to work with Christina Applegate, and 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 your character goes on this amazing journey throughout the the movie. He starts off as this like, and I hope you don't take offense to this, but he starts off kind of as like a loser, but really turns around and gains a lot of ability and really steps it up. Do you remember what what it was like to go through that journey as as him? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, Christina was an old friend, loved her for years. We'd already auditioned for stuff, but never quite worked together, ran in some of the same crowds in Hollywood. It was awesome to get on the set with Christina. Every day it was, all right, we're doing, uh, okay, a gag 23B here, then we're going to do a double take here. It was always just about the work. It was awesome to work with Christina. Uh, such a trooper to carry uh, that Warner Brothers picture. Um, so as far as smoking weed on Don't Tell Mom the Baby <laughs> Uh, so I'm a professional. Uh, there's no way I've worked in a few movies. Uh, you know, so we're shooting and I'm playing all the stone parts. We kind of shot in order, uh, and so I'm just sober as hell and I'm doing my job on the set. And then I come out of my trailer and I fuck. I smell the best weed you've ever smelled on the lot. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? What's going on? It's coming out of the producer's trailer. This and they're like, oh yeah, craft service sells it. Just go get a Dr <laughs> Pepper and some Kush. Hello so, Hollywood. Oh, yeah. So uh, about halfway through, I go, you know what? If there's ever a movie that you are going to not smoke mm-hmm. the catnip and you're like, well, let's see what it, you know what yep. happens. I mean, this is the one that you could try it on. So I went ahead. I go, let's experiment. Let's see what happens. Um, so it's funny, though. The irony of filming in order is I was sober for the stone scenes and stone <laughs> for the sober scenes. Everybody's going to go rewatch. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dad. And be like, sober. Yeah. Weed. <laughs> it was summer camp for kids. That's going to be the new kids. drinking game. Yes. 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 Is Keith Coogan sober or stoned in this shot? <laughs> Drink. I love it. I love it. Um, Adam. So coming out with your one man yeah. show that you're working on, uh, so now you have to like really be naked. It's so because I I kind of feel that a little bit. We're always behind the microphone, and you know we're always asking other people their questions. But to shine the light on our own lives is kind of interesting. Tell me, um, tell me about dates of discontent. Tell me what it's about. Tell me what it's going to entail. Uh, so it's going to be uh, an evening about my life and dates and relationships. Uh, I'm going to take the audience on a journey of some of the, the – I've been on the fun dates, a few of the people that have actually meant something to me. It'll be a mixture of stories. Uh, there might be some some songs. There, I mean, there will be songs, whether they're, whether they're live sung, uh, not by me. I can't sing, but maybe I will – have a special guest live sing. I'll or be there, Adam. Adam, or, I'll um, be there. It's fine. Music videos. Is it a live guest that can sing? Okay, yes. good. Yes. Good. 
I'll be paddling pound. <laughs> but it's gonna Science. be it's gonna be um it's definitely gonna be an intimate evening and uh you know it's definitely I'm definitely gonna expose myself in ways that I have not. Oh, oh. well <laughs> there's many gentlemen here that I don't mean. <laughs> yes, here we go. Adam, you you seem so like nice and, and innocent and, and I think that's part of your charm and it comes across in your column. I read your column and you guys go sign up, uh, go to call me uh, Adam and uh, sign up for the newsletter because you get the most fun interviews in your email and your personality totally comes through on those and then on top of that the celebrities that you interview we see them in a different light Uh, you ask really great questions in in fun ways Um, and you've just literally interviewed so many people from so many different genres Um, so being in New York the Big Apple what's what's hot right now oh my gosh Uh, well definitely um, I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna start with uh, a Um, definitely the government inspector starring Michael Yuri uh, is in it Um, it, it's a a limited run it actually only runs through August 20th but it is the funniest show off Broadway Uh, Michael Yuri reminds me of Chevy Chase back in the day when he was was on Saturday Night Live with his physical comedy it's incredible all right. Well, Michael Yuri uh, is so great. He did that show about Barbara Streisand's uh, buyers and and seller. Buyer and seller, yes. Yeah, and yes. he was so good. Mm-hmm. Of course, an but, ugly Betty, and he's not bad to look at either. <laughs> an ugly Betty, yes, yes. No, he's adorable, and he. I mean, but his physical comedy in the show—it's like you see him in a completely different way. You're like, oh yes, yes, he is definitely, definitely got it. And Sweeney Todd at the Barrow Street Theater, uh, which is in the West Village in New York City. Um, they're doing a really unique production of it where they've recreated a pie shop and it's such an intimate setting and, I mean, the actors are like, they're coming at you, they're dancing on the tables that you're sitting at, there's an pie beforehand that you can actually eat uh, before the show. So it's a really great directive uh, show. Um Norm Lewis is in it. Uh, I don't remember when his last day is, but it's coming up soon. Carolee Carmelo, Matt Doyle. Um, I know Hugh Panero's coming in. Who He was the Phantom for a while and Phantom of the, Bro- oh my- uh, Phantom of the Opera. Phantom he's of the come- Broadway. That's me. coming in to show. <laughs> That's about the Broadway, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, it's, it's funny they bring up Sweeney Todd because Sweeney Todd has been done so many times, and every Sweeney Todd production says a new version, or uh, you know, they're like, oh, but this is truly, it's at a pop up store, um, and I, I really would like to come see it. Yeah, this one, this one really is a, a, a different version, and it's it's some, it's like nothing you've seen before with it. All right, Adam, I'm just I'm just gonna come visit and you, and I'm, I'm gonna crash like on your floor. Okay. Yeah, and after a few vodkas, I'll crash. Okay, <laughs> I, I, you don't have to sleep on the floor. I have a pull-out couch that you could sleep on. Don't ever say pull-out. Pull out. Yeah. Pull <laughs> Fallout. I have like four babies. I don't even know their names. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, what's hot on Broadway? If I was in Broadway for one night and, and I on, could only see one show. Okay, I would say uh, either Kinky Boots at the Al Hirschfeld Theater. It's uh, they're in their fourth or fifth year, and it's wow. it's still great it's still great um uh september uh the end of september billy porter and um stark sands are coming back into the really? show yeah. uh, i love billy porter when they were they were the original stars yeah, yeah. um they're going to be in it through january so definitely check it out uh, i also love come from away 
which is the um, show about uh, uh, in Newfoundland um, day after September 11th. It's a really, really incredible show, a powerful show. Um, and it certainly brings up a lot of emotions. Well, and I have to say, from, for that show, for, for the Tony Awards, this year's Tony Awards was a real shit show. It was a terrible show, in my opinion. But the moment they played a scene from that show you're talking about, it was so fresh, it was so intimate, and it was so lovely. Mm-hmm. And I never use the word lovely, yes. but it was lovely, and I have no other way to describe it. It was it was lovely. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, they picked a great number to show on the awards and um i mean the whole show is just it's just tons it's you're i mean you're emotionally drained by the end and it's it's great well okay i, I, I have I to ask to about find one interview the emotions yeah i really do uh childhood crush please tell me what it was like to interview olivia newton john she was one of my biggest crushes oh as a God. child before i knew anything about you know myself but please <laughs> please do tell it was the most i mean it was literally the most incredible interview i got yeah, 10 yeah with her and she was the loveliest nicest person you ever could imagine speaking to oh i'm tearing up right now and then i got to meet her botox i i teared up well well, not during the interview but after the interview i definitely was like oh my god i can't believe that just happened oh i love that because i'm a huge olivia newton john fan (laughs) so and and then i got to meet her i saw her vegas show for my 40th birthday and i got to meet her afterwards and just the nicest nicest 40th we all just said 40th how old are you do not look over 40 girl (laughs) <laughs> I'm about to be 42 on Saturday. So. Oh my God! Well, you look great. He really yeah. wants that pull-out oh, couch. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll settle for a beanbag right now. <laughs> um. So, Adam, on the show, we do a rapid fire where you just have to just answer the questions very quickly. Okay. All right. Uh, your dream celebrity okay. interview, living or dead? Don't say Jesus. I'll just. I'll, <laughs> Oh, well, you're Jewish, so you wouldn't say Jesus. Well, I'm not Jewish, so I yeah, say you'd be like, eh. anyway. But oi, um, okay. <laughs> uh, oh my God, just one per- person living or dead? Yep. Uh, Dolly Parton. Oh, 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 that's that's a good answer. Uh, the worst Broadway show ever. <laughs> um, I plead the fifth on that. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, worst date you've ever had. <laughs> The worst date I've ever had. Yeah. Oof. You have to come see the show. There's been so many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, honestly, go see your one-minute show. I, I can't wait. Uh, dates of discontent. Uh, the last time that you got tipsy. Uh, oh, uh, last night. Oh. <laughs> I, I, um, and I, I mean, that was like the first time in, in quite a while. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, movie night with my friend. Awesome. Well, I have to drink before the show anyway, too. So I get you, Carl. Um, and your guilty pleasure? Uh, I guess Golden Girls. That's not a guilty pleasure. That's a proud pleasure. <laughs> That's true. That is a proud pleasure. Um, my guilty pleasure. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, maybe Gem in the Hologram. Oh God! <laughs> that is guilty. Hopefully not the movie. <laughs> yeah, That's a good no, he's talking about the movie. <laughs> no, definitely not the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. No. Adam, it is such a joy no, to I talk have, to you. I have taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is such a pleasure to talk to you. Where can our listeners uh, find you? Where can okay. they sign up for your uh, weekly interviews? 
you can find me at callmeadam.com. Uh, on Twitter, it's at callmeadamnyc. Instagram, also at callmeadamnyc. And Facebook, at callmeadamnyc. So at callmeadamnyc, everywhere. Callmeadam.com. You can sign up for my newsletter, get all my interviews. Um, you have a great radio show. You oh, have, stop. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Adam. And I look and, forward uh, to the emails. Awesome, yeah. All right. Yes. Yes. We'll see you soon, and yes. I'll, 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 I'll you coming to New York. Yeah, yes. I'll be on your pull-out uh, sofa bed. Ca- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Couch. Yes. <laughs> Bye, girl. We love you. Yeah. Yes. Bye. Hey. Bye. All right, we're going to have a quick break. When we come back, we're talking to our panel of lovelies. Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. Your sound. This is the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network at All right, let me formally introduce our studio guest. Born in 1994, which according <laughs> to Google uh, makes him either a millennial or Gen Next or Gen Y, whatever. I'm just jealous what? either way. Whichever term you choose to use, Daniel Pyer and... <laughs> And because I was like, how do you, because it's P-E-Y-E-R. I was like, how do you say pyre? And he's like, oh, it's like Meyer, but with a P. I'm like, why don't you just say it's like pie with a er? <laughs> pyre! <laughs> Daniel Pyre's been living life in a world where social media can give anyone, anywhere, an international platform to share their story, which we're definitely going to talk about. Um, Daniel's story began in high school when he took an interest in fitness, <laughs> like we didn't notice, and started posting photos <laughs> chronicling his life and workout um, health and wellness tips going to go wasted on me, uh, on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. He began with just a few followers, uh, but as he entered college at the University of Wisconsin, his friends quickly grew to tens of thousands. Um, his lifestyle selfies became a sensation with strangers around the world uh, turning to him for advice or just to see what coffee he's drinking. It's so crazy. Uh, Daniel realized sharing his life was not only satisfying, but could actually make a difference in other people's lives. By the time he graduated college in, I'm not going to say that year because I'm just going <laughs> to shoot myself, with a degree in business, his followers had taught up to 160,000. What to do next? So Daniel has decided to take his life on the road for everybody to see and to let social media and his fans help him make decisions where he goes next. Um, And to commemorate the beginning of his quest, uh, Daniel had the words living life tattooed on his forearm. Let's see. That tattoo artist had to take vacation after that. He was like, woof. (laughs) Whoa. Um, And moved from Wisconsin to Southern California. What a move, which we're going to talk about. Um, to start his new journey. Uh, He's going to be combining his passion for fitness, travel, and photography into a unique visual experience for us to see, and already because you get to travel everywhere. Welcome to the show, Daniel Pyer. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Yes. Uh, Rahul is co-founder and CEO of Tesloop, which offers city-to-city transportation. We've been talking about it for so long on the show. In his electric, semi-autonomous vehicles, I noticed you didn't bring your ukulele. I didn't. I oh, Rahul. Oh. Uh, Rahul was previously an engineer at Adobe uh, prior to leading uh, the R&D for Asian versions of Microsoft Office. He founded his first startup, The Platform in Seattle, which offered back-end video publishing system for large online services or services such as Hulu, Verizon, and CBS. Um, Comcast, Comcast acquired the company 
for over a hundred million dollars in two thousand six. If you need a loan, contact him on Facebook. Hi, Daddy. That was just his first. His next startup, uh, Geodelic, offered a location-based content service that was adopted by T-Mobile, Verizon, and Universal Studios theme parks. Uh, attended Harvard Business School's MBA program. Like, this is the best Tinder profile I've ever read, by the way. <laughs> Received a master's in computer science and Japanese, as you do, uh, from the University of Washington. Studied anthropology at UPenn, uh, University of Pennsylvania. UPenn. Uh, in his spare time, he plays, which I have been witness to, uh, playing comedic songs on his ukulele signed by Elon Musk. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I seriously don't think you've applied yourself in life. <laughs> What an underachiever. Your parents must be so disappointed. Uh, I, I do have a better Tinder profile, by the way. <laughs> How could it be better? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Mitchell. Yes. Michael Mitchell. Actually, Matthew Mitchell. Matthew sorry. Mitchell. <laughs> I was looking at Michael. Sorry. Matthew Mitchell. And honestly, I've spent, I've spent time with Matthew Mitchell. He is so funny, you guys. Uh, Mitchell is a uh, Los Angeles-based photographer, director. Uh, his work literally you have to see it uh is stylish and effortless it is it's it's beautiful so many different colors so many different textures which we're also going to talk about uh images of beauty such as Ava Longoria and Alin McCord uh have graced the covers of course Lisa, Van Lisa Vanderpump magazines internationally so many magazines um his background as a former dancer by the way and makeup artists serve him well, uh, capturing the exterior of his subjects. And I would venture to say you also capture what's going on in their heads so well. Um, fun. That's what he says his shoots are about is fun. He put the fun back in funeral. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, but he's been uh, in front of the camera as well uh, for TV shows like uh, on uh, Oprah, The Bachelor, and How to Look Good Naked. I'm still... Don't understand that show, but still. <laughs> um, if you ask him what he's working on next, he will very sassily tell you with a drink in hand he's working on his pecs, biceps, and his abs of steel. Welcome to the show, Matthew Mitchell. <laughs> and returning to the show is one of my favorite Hollywood actors because he will tell you like it is, and you can get drunk with him so easily. <laughs> um, and I love his wife. <laughs> Shout out to Pinky Coogan. Uh, Keith Coogan grandson of legendary character actor Jackie Coogan which you, which a lot of his silent films are on YouTube he was uh, he started with Charlie Chaplin and of course uh, my generation knows him uh, he was Uncle Fester in Adam's family um, and started the whole protecting kids and their finances that's that's the family you come from yeah. Keith started his acting career doing TV commercials first gig McDonald's commercial TV test can't go wrong with McDonald's hello I love McDonald's um, as well as various TV shows and made for uh, TV movies featured in over a hundred national television commercials uh, which has spanned uh, a, uh, four decades of performance uh, in three series including the Waltons three after-school specials four pilots four movies of the weeks guest appearances on shows that you love and we have so many pictures from the sets oh, no. by the way <laughs> including The Love Boat Eight is Enough Mork <laughs> and Mindy Knight Rider Chips 21 Jump Street Fantasy Island and Tales from the Crypt he sang and danced live at the Oscars in that <laughs> infamous <laughs> Rob Lowe Oscar debacle and uh, for all you families out there he voiced uh, Todd the Fox in Fox and the Hound and the feature films that we all know and love, including Adventures in Babysitting, uh, Hiding Out, Book of Love, Cheetah, 
cousins. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. And of course, the kind of homoerotic but political statement, toy soldiers. Very homoerotic. Everybody was in underwear. It was like a David It was hot. It was Charlottesville, Virginia, and they turned the power off, so we're going to be in our underwear. I'm sorry about that. It was hot and cold, from what I saw. from Recent, not from you, Keith. I was like, whoa, there's the Coogan. Recent credits include feature films, Beautiful Garden, Dawn Patrol, Cats Dancing on Jupiter, and Limelight. Everybody, what an amazing cast. Welcome. We need applause. So we're going to get in-depth with each of you, but I want to start off with with a general question because you guys are at the top of your industry for, for, for what you do. Iconic TV, film, fashion photography, business right now. Test Loop is just crazy, but this is just one of your many startups. And Daniel, your Instagram, like, you have so many followers. Michael, you're very famous for what you do. <laughs> Thank you, Alexander. Yes. It's a pleasure to be here. But I wanted to know, and Keith, this is kind of a mixed question for you because you started acting so young. But for all of you, when was that first moment that you thought, oh, God, now I'm kind of famous. There's people noticing me different from my everyday part of life. Um, and do you remember that defining moment? Uh, I'd have to say it was uh, this weird uh, like show where my grandfather was appearing and doing an appearance, and it was a, a live appearance. We went up it was somewhere near the Bay Area. I can't even remember. Uh, and I had been on I had some chips or something like that, a, a few shows. And he's like, I have just started or whatever. He was a rascally old <laughs> grandfather. Yeah. So here he is, this legend with a thousand television appearances. That's crazy. A thousand game shows and talk shows and he was everything. an actor in the veteran sense where actors worked 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 yes yes he was born in a trunk uh on a vaudeville tour thrust on stage at three or four Is that years true? old oh absolutely uh and, and performed uh, at charlie chaplin by the way uh i know charlie was down someone said you got to go see the coogan act it was actually my great-grandfather who did eccentric dancing uh he was this weird guy he would do these weird dances uh at the time now we call it epilepsy yes <laughs> uh the shimmy was banned in los angeles as being obscene so they brought out the four-year-old jackie coogan to do the shimmy at That's the orpheum crazy. theater <laughs> chaplin said i gotta sign this kid i got this movie and everything like that um, so I get recognized by a pack of girls, like literally a pack. They come over, they rip my clothes off. They're all over me. And my grandfather's like, he's done nothing, this little bastard. <laughs> so I knew that uh, that pop culture had a difference to legacy. And I mm. knew that you could just get on the right show. You could get on Knight Rider or Chips or more Committee, Laverne and Shirley yeah. or something like that. Uh, and it had, so, it had a different kind of weight. But... My grandfather pounded it into me. It's it's a different kind of weight. You have to work for it and you know uh, earn it. Uh, and so I, I was very lucky to absolutely get away with just being on lots of pop culture stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you were all over my childhood. <laughs> I didn't even realize until I read that list of Walton, Smork, and Mindy. That, I mean it's just. But to you, like you didn't realize. Like we look back on these shows and I'm like, oh my god, these huge iconic shows. And I know iconic is used a lot, but in this case, it's it's very true. These shows are shows that we still watch. In fact, here's you on the set of Fantasy Island, <laughs> which I still watch all their marathons. Are you taller than him? With Hervé, I am <laughs> yes, taller yes. than Hervé Belichies. <laughs> yes, yes. But as a kid, you don't realize that you're you're a part of this. Like here's you and Knight Rider with David Hasselhoff, yep. greatest guy on the set. He, <laughs> we had so much fun. He'd do voices in the car, push all the buttons, and like there'd be uh, like pursuit mode and everything. Then Norm, he'd go Norm. I'm Norm. Hello, I'm my name is Norm. <laughs> David was the funnest uh, adult I'd worked with. 
So what did you do with that with that first attention? Did you think, oh, now I'm going to be famous and, you know. My mom smacked the shit out of that attention. She said that doesn't mean anything. you got to work hard. you got to keep your nose to the grindstone. Uh, and you got to do your chores and live a real life. Uh, and uh, maybe if I was lucky and I did, you know, a few series and shows and television things, I could get $15 a week if I picked up the dog poop and mowed the lawn wow. and all that stuff. So she really tried to kind of ground me, uh, grounding me all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love my mom, but she did give me a sense of value of a dollar because it could come pretty easy as a kid mm-hmm. on the Waltons. I did uh, a year on the Waltons, 18 episodes and making good for, you know, a nine year old or whatever. It was ridiculous. We bought a house in Malibu. I was 10 years old. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so you don't you're very skewed percept, you know, perspective as a kid. Uh, you just know you're lucky to be in one thing. Even you're lucky. You're it, the, not the luck to get it. The luck that it hits, the luck that it resonates with an audience, the right. luck that's you know something like, Adventures uh, Babies ain't no Ferris Bueller's, but some people have put it yeah. in the kind of sentence. I'm like, I'm honored that it's even close to the Ferris Bueller. It was a ripoff. French restaurant scene, a musical scene, beat the parents oh, home just I in didn't time. Even think about it is that. a total ripoff of Ferris Bueller's, but it's the girls' version. Do you attribute that grounding it that that grounding that you got from your parents uh, uh, for for uh, the divergent path as a child actor that? You, unlike, you know, a few others, landed in? Uh, I don't know. I pretty bucked it at 19, 20. I'm moving in my own. I got my own condo in Santa Monica. I'm not listening to my parents at all. I'm like, I did this. I figured it all out. And, uh, boy, I spent that money in about eight years. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the scary thing. Um, Matthew, do you remember the first time that your photography, and, like, do you remember some of your first projects that, that you worked on? First, if I may digress just a little bit, as the other millennial here, uh, <laughs> eight <coughs> is enough. Was that an adult entertainment? I'm just I'm not familiar with. Uh, Bring in the class as fashion <laughs> photographer Matthew Mitchell. Uh, the first time I realized something was happening, uh, a vague, vague memory of February 4th, 2008, I was invited to be on the Oprah Winfrey show. And I thought, okay. This is this is good. This is a good thing, you know. I, 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 um, I, I always seem to speak out of turn, and I uh, <laughs> you think? spoke to one of her assistants <laughs> and said, you know, I'd love to take nudes of Oprah, considering this is <laughs> our show that uh, How to Look Good Naked is about celebrating your body. Yep. And they're like, oh, uh, okay. And, um, then <laughs> I, and she's I like, I love bread. <laughs> they, <laughs> I was supposed to have a meet and with her and a uh, small audience. And she's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And they rushed her away from me so I wouldn't say anything oh, about that. Yeah. So, but it's still, it's, that was a, that was certainly a marker in my. Oh. That would have been the best thing for Oprah. You know that, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. I so. No, it's but still, the offer still stands. <laughs> <laughs> Like she's on it. Like she listens to this show. Stedman is like, no. Yeah, as long as Stedman can also be naked, you're fine. With Stedman hands here. Yes. Um, But do you remember some of your very first projects before? And you're like, oh, you know, I'm going to do this for the exposure. Do you remember what you were taking pictures of at the very beginning of your career? I started in uh, Portland, Oregon, because that's where I'm from. And uh, I didn't know any better. I just would uh, do makeup and, and find somebody and kind of dress them or undress them and say this is what we're going to do and it's all experimental and just fun it used to be fun and effortless i think in the beginning you create and then after a while they want you to be creative and it becomes a job yeah and it becomes a job interesting yeah so um i miss the days of just creating 
That's that's a that's a pretty deep statement. Yeah, we don't get really random, deep on the yeah. show. Did you play with dolls when you were young or action figures or anything like that? I um, mean, I, as a millennial, as the other millennial, yeah. on, uh, uh, yes, I okay, I, I loved. So you I created your own stories. Well, yeah. I find that interesting because when I, you know, as an actor, you know, when I was young, I would don't. <laughs> I would always want to play with dolls or action figures. I couldn't do cars. All silent film. Not because I didn't want to play with cars, but because there weren't any. People, people yeah. in the cars, yeah. I totally so it didn't get make that, sense to I me. Totally so I couldn't, that. I couldn't make the stories. So that's interesting. yeah. It was all about people and glamour and fashion yeah. and beauty, and that's that's really what seems to ensnare my attention when it comes to what I do. Mine too. That's why I only have hot friends. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow we met. <laughs> oh, oh, what? I think you meant that towards me, but it, you know, came back to you, um, Rahul. Like. <laughs> Startup after startup, and you sell them, and now part of this glamorous uh, company, Test Loop, has gotten a lot of press lately. At what point in the business game, because you're working hard, trying to make money, trying to build the company, trying to build your staff, trying to build your brand, at what point does it hit you? It's like, yeah, I'm I'm a success, and people no notice me. Oh, um, yeah, you, I, I think like you in the startup game you just gotta re-earn it every day like there's very little uh kind of resilience to what you build up but um i i was famous once um <laughs> i i used to get asked to like uh present your company like there was the iphone came out and everything mobile was really hot and we had a you know a startup that had raised a bunch of money and so like there's kind of a conference circuit and you tell everybody what you're doing and what your startup is and how it's going to change the world and I was kind of so sick of doing those. Like, I came out once and I'm, I just put a fake Indian accent on and I'm like, <laughs> you didn't. My name no, is you didn't. Oh. Oh. I am from Geodelic. I will show you mobile location. <laughs> and, and, and then I pulled my ukulele out. I sang, like, I will survive to my own lyrics. <laughs> And and this is in front of like a banking conference where everybody's like dressed in ties and suits. I love you and, already. And then, yes, amazing. Awesome. And then I just smashed the ukulele at the oh. end, like all over, like and and it was just a moment of inspiration. And that day I was famous. Like I, wow. I you that's know, that funny. Was the last time I was famous, but but, uh, <laughs> but like I said before, you were late. Um, is I said that you're the rock star of business. You have so much personality behind the technical stuff and the success that you have. And I I love what you just said. Is that you have to reinvent yourself every day. And I think Keith, I think as an actor, you've done that. It's like you know, you don't just take. Hey, I've been in this big film, and so. You've been in film after film, and you reinvent yourself every day. Matthew, your photography definitely says that. We're going to show a lot of your pictures when we get in-depth okay. um, in your interview, but your colors are, are just so different in the landscapes. And, Daniel, you see how, like, you have to reinvent yourself with your Instagram audience as to the world changes literally day from day. And peop what people like, what they subscribe, what's happening? Use the restroom. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting down and deep, <laughs> Keith Coogan. He's like, ah, whatever, whatever. But, but you do have to reinvent yourself. And I, I love that you said that because some people want to be famous. They want to be successful without putting in the work. And it's daily work. It's minute-to-minute minute work. And it feels like now, like, more than ever, like, it used to be you could coast on whatever. You build a business, you build something. But now things change so much that, like, you just got to, you know, there's very little... Um, that doesn't change if you don't adapt to it. Well, the work has to drive you, right? It, it's just this, this need for fame for the sake of fame is so empty. Well, see, that's just it. And people <laughs> won't work towards being famous. Yeah. Yeah. 
Daniel, when was the first time you were like, oh? Because I know in your bio we touched about how your numbers increased, but when did it when did it hit you? Was it at like follower two thousand or I mean? Well, I mean, it it really depends on like for for me, like one hundred sixty thousand followers isn't much that I can like go on and live on. So obviously, I'm looking for more. But I mean, little by little, I get like famous like into it or like little like famous parts like uh this last weekend i went to the las vegas airport and the security guy's like i think i follow you on instagram i'm like well like what who, who do you think i am and he's like player dan i'm like yeah that's me i'm like dm me like i'll talk to you i'll add you like blah, blah blah and it was just this nice social interaction and like little parts of that make me famous i guess but overall i don't think i'm famous that's very interesting because Instagram has totally taken everything by storm. And it's like now, and Keith, maybe you feel this, like when you go on an audition, they say, oh, how many followers do you have or, or this <laughs> and that. But Instagram and Daniel, uh, you know, if, if I'm wrong, let me know. Having a large Instagram audience does not necessarily mean money in your pocket. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to do a concert live somewhere and I'm going to have an audience full of people. Isn't that the the weird duality of what Instagram is? I mean, it, you you can you can be, have a lot of followers and everything like that, but I mean, you can it, it's not if you if you don't know how to advertise it correctly, you're not going to become wealthy off of it. But I mean, so it's a business. Yeah, in, Instagram is just kind of another platform for YouTube. YouTube is where you make the most money, obviously per view. Per, is that still true? Oh yeah, I mean. There's like how what I tell people is there's these two twin girls that edu- at the age of like six and eight make like one point two million dollars a year just oh doing God. YouTube videos and they're like six and eight that's ridiculous they're not twins oh they're not uh, sorry <laughs> you're, you're right you're right you're right sorry <laughs> somebody was in the room cooking you're right it. you're right yes. but but <laughs> the, there are two girls because I are, love this show by the way there are two girls that that are six and eight there we go. Yes. It's <laughs> a long labor. If they're twins, it's a long labor. And followers, no indication of talent. Just a, <laughs> but Not what, you, but I mean no, no, no. In, in, in general. But what, what pressure do you feel like? Because I follow you, and I literally listen. I mean, you'll drink a cup of coffee, and you'll get so many thousands of likes. But how much pressure do you feel like when you wake up every morning, and you're like, oh, I have to answer Instagram the day. Yeah, how much time does yeah. it take yes, each yes, day yes. to do this? I mean, I mean re- it's funny you mentioned coffee because... Death Wish Coffee. I posted them with that was this morning. <laughs> and they literally DM me and was like, "Do you want more coffee?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do." You're like, "No, show me and, the money, bitch." And, and they're like, "Okay, what's your address?" So literally, I'm getting coffee because I posted something, and that was like the one of the few times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so much pressure. Like, I like to wake up and eat my cereal and pick my nose and not have my hair right. That has to be exhausting on a certain level to always be presentable. I've never seen you look like your hair has <laughs> never been out of place. Although uh, one of your fans yeah. did this funny thing, uh, Johnny Bravo, where yeah. you look just like Johnny <laughs> yeah. Bravo. Yeah. But you're like, just w- woke up like this. No, bitch, you did not wake up like that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it, it, it depends on the day and how I feel. Obviously, everyone has those off days where it's like, wow, I just really don't want to post anything. I'm going to post something in the past, like Throwback Thursday or something like that. And yeah. it can be on a Tuesday. It doesn't matter. Still, <laughs> but but it, I, I do have those days, but it's still nice to 
just present myself and be able to give advice and everything and for people who need it. I break into a cold sweat when I have to come up with hashtags for, like, even today. To put it in the, I'm like, well, okay, hashtag well, couch. For you, it's still pound sign. Well, I can you know, and maybe I'm not as familiar. I grew up with traditional uh, three networks and everything. There's no, doesn't seem to be a roadmap. You're making your own way and kind of figuring out a way to get sponsors or I don't know how the money happens or the monetization happens. Where's the difference between uh, like authentic voice and corporate? Is there a line mm. where it starts to creep in there? I mean, I mean, for a lot of like products or anything, I like to get an input on. So like the, a club, I promoted a club. I like to know what their theme is or anything like that. And then I make my own twist on it. So, I mean, it's not necessarily like a lot of corporation like voice behind it because it's it's my voice. But it's kind of like, oh, well, like inspiration from the corporation. What do you want me to show, basically? So for like a Santa theme, I just wore a Santa hat and was like, Merry Christmas, Jolly Times, blah, blah, blah. Come to this club. Billion <laughs> followers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I do that and I'm considered sad. Uh, <laughs> but Matthew, how, how much do you think Instagram has contributed to the world of photography because we have these filters now people can can facetune themselves in fact I had a funny comment it's like don't facetune or filter yourself because if you ever go missing we're never gonna find you they'd be like this is what they look like it's like we found this one nope not them how much do you think filters have have affected the world of photography I think it has reset the barometer for what we consider art and I identifying ourselves or expressing ourselves individually everything has to be perfect and we have to be retouched and we have to have bright eyes and bright teeth and you know we've taken what we see in magazines mm. and we have applied it that varnish that shellac uh, being homogenized like that to ourselves now on a daily basis so there's a lot of pressure I think for people uh, to uh, and it seems like a lot of stuff is, is a very that super saturation yeah I did a shoot once with Michael Stokes and he does a lot of yeah he you shoots know, anybody yeah he'll, he'll <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> He'll shoot in the studio and then put it on. I'm you a know, big fan, actually. But <laughs> anyway, but it's a lot of that. Ask me. That it reminds me of. You know, of they the banned bags and, in L.A. and that uh, was a bag right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drink. To, well, to, to, to go on, to go on the filter thing, uh, people actually sell their filters though, like on what? like Photoshop and mm -hmm. stuff. So, so it's not just what? way to like people have yeah. like it's wait, a way wait, wait, of income. Wait. Huh? Yeah, 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 they yeah, sell yeah. But their a photographer spends hours working on the lighting and to get the texture just right, and it's real. It's the difference between CGI and blowing up a real model, like the original Star Wars and Star Trek when they blew up actual ships. You feel more emotionally involved, but CGI, you're like eh, it's CGI. And so the difference of having a filter is CGI versus the reality that Matthew spent hours working on this environment for his photography well i think the difference is um you know a hostess whatever cupcake is you know it's, it's you looked at me and said cupcake we've <laughs> <laughs> always had hero models of the yes. chicken sandwich or the biscuit or the yes. cupcake there's always been the hero they'll make a rack of 40 of them and they'll, and they'll pick the, the best, best looking one. one just for the commercial now we're able to filter that yeah so mm. uh, but the filters that are available that for purchase or download don't do the best jobs so they kind of like shellac everyone's color mm. is a little oddly plastic, plastic <laughs> and slightly oompa loompa and the teeth are really white and the eyes are really bright and it takes away any 
any texture in your skin. Well, uh, where do I find this filter? Because <laughs> I need it. Well, I had a lot of cystic acne. So having okay. a photographer <laughs> having a photographer retouch someone by hand is a completely different thing. So it's the same thing as having something tailored or ha getting it straight off the rack. Now you do a lot of magazine covers. Do they ever take what you provide for them and then totally redo it? And you see the finished product, and you're like, that is not my work. Is there any recourse? No. Everyone I take photos of are as beautiful as they appear in the magazine, if not better. Tony, play some of his magazine covers. <laughs> and Rahul, for a startup business, Instagram is very important. Doesn't that take time away from making your product an amazing product? Because you're so worried about the social media tie-in. Um, how, how, do, how does that yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think we worry about social media that much. Like, we use it. But, like, the nice thing about our specific business is it's, like, you know, nice cars and people having fun. So it's very photogenic. So it, it, it lends itself well to Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, the beauty of these platforms are you can discover all this stuff and you can reach an audience really quickly, whereas if it was – you know, 10 years ago, we'd be trying to take out newspaper ads yeah. or whatever, and it's just much more expensive and such. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think there's a huge, like with the cars, we don't worry too much about the filters and stuff. You know, it's just kind of <laughs> well, let's, work. Well, let's actually take a look at, at a test loop experience, because I get asked all the time, because we talk about it all the time on the show. And be like, oh, really, really? I'm like, you have to see it to believe it. Uh, let's play a little bit and uh, like walk us through what yeah. happens with a, with a test loop. Go yeah. ahead, Tony. So our goal is to make travel lovely. And um, I you love know, the word lovely. <laughs> Today, that's the hashtag, <laughs> lo lovely. You know, it starts with the cars. They're just Look amazing this. cars but our goal is to make your experience in that car like every minute just amazing and 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 the thing is usually when you travel you're like ah, i had to travel for four hours but like when you're in a starbucks you're like oh great i'm in a coffee shop and i'm getting wi-fi and you know charging and all of this and this is what we try to make your travel experience everything you need food drink wi-fi charging friendly people you know a nice app and um, consistency, and if you need a bathroom, we get you to one. So that's kind of it's it's that's what we're going for, and we think that changes the game on travel. And it can drive itself at times, right? Yeah. So these cars are getting really good at driving themselves, and by next year, we think they will drive better than people. So if you find your driver really attractive, and you put, no, <laughs> never, not yet. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> wow. Not yet. Wow. What, what I like about driving on Tesla is that it is affordable. It's cheaper than even taking an Uber to the destinations. Um, but you also don't have to touch anybody. You get your own little, like, pod seat, and that's and you get noise canceling. And then, like, 10 minutes into your ride, you get uh, the concierge. How's everything going? Here's some history about the car, and I uh, hope you have a great journey. Yeah, that's right. You have to ask before you touch. That's a rule. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that, see, that's uh, what I was uh, asking. Uh, that's not your rule. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like it's like a nice business class experience at an economy price. So, what, what are some of the obstacles in building Tesloop? I know you, know, you guys have a lot of schedules, uh, but you've started startup after startup. What are some of the obstacles now? Yeah, so I feel like it's kind of Back to 99, where like back then when you wanted to do a startup, like you'd have to buy these really expensive servers and, you know, they cost thousands of dollars. And 
Um, you know, now if you want to start an internet startup, you give Amazon like seven bucks a day and you have like the best infrastructure in the world. But we're back to our servers cost $120,000. And instead of streaming video, they move people around. And instead of living in a basement, they're on the road. But we're talking to them via computers and we're, you know, programmatically managing them. So it's, you know, with the cars, you're kind of entering this digital transportation era, but we're at the very beginning of it where there's just a lot of regulation and a lot of hassles and you have to get workers compensation for you know they're worried that people are going to get injured even though the reality is the world's changing the laws have not yet you seem to have like business add number one Hmm. um is that good or bad i don't know you tell me but going (laughs) from even studying computer science to japanese to anthropology like and then you start up is it hard to say goodbye to a startup and is your mind just racing on what's next what's next what's next yeah i i mean i think for me it's harder to keep going at the same thing for years and years and years by like the you know 50th video conference that year you're like okay i'm done with this um so like what i find really inspiring about transportation is okay now we got a new platform it's tesla and there it's just unprecedented so like that keeps me super interested um but maybe like in five years like maybe it'll be vr teslas or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what what are the biggest mistakes that startups make this oh, is an email so, so i think i think for for people there's just like two simple mistakes one is like you don't need to build what you want to test like if i want to know does this idea make any sense i just take out facebook ads i don't need to buy the car i just take out a facebook ad and say hey do you want to go to san diego in a tesla and if nobody says they want to then i shouldn't spend one hundred twenty thousand dollars in the car and the second mistake everybody makes is oh i can't tell you what i'm going to do unless you sign an nda and i'm worried you're going to steal my idea like nobody wants to steal your idea like like everybody (laughs) has their own ideas and like you just gotta talk and get feedback and so many people are like scared to do that but like you gotta pitch like 500 times before your pitch gets any good and that means you just talk to everybody and really nobody wants to steal your idea like they have their like if if it was so good like somebody would have given you a lot of money already like so you know it don't worry about that very similar to hollywood i have to say (laughs) that's true it's like i've got a great idea for a reality show but you have to sign this it's a woman picks dating contestants for men she just met (laughs) oh okay um, Rahul, but, but she's wearing clogs. Yes. And difference. she doesn't give a rose. She gives uh, a tulip. child support bill. Um, <laughs> Rahul, we got this email a lot. Um, how rich are you? And <laughs> is dating hard being a successful businessman? Uh, I'm Please very like, marginally rich. Um, I'm like I can. What does that mean to me? Marjorie Rich is that you can get like like, the double cheeseburger. No money, no no problem. (laughs) Are you worrying same as all of us? Are you worrying about rent next month? You were late today, so so, so you didn't take test loop to get here, right? Here's my barometer. When I go to Trader Joe's, I'm like I can get anything. Um, but when I'm in Whole Foods, I'm oh, like, eh, I don't this know. This show is full of sound bites tonight, by yeah. the way. Yeah. When you're in like, Bristol Farms, you're like, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, um, like, I feel rich at Trader Joe's, at Whole Foods, not so much. Is dating hard, though, being a successful business person? Uh, n- I, well, I, I don't think that hurts, but, like, it doesn't help a lot. Like, I, I mean, I think, I think finding love is challenging, but... Um, but, uh, but I'm trying through Tinder really hard. Really? <laughs> you guys, you've heard it here. Uh, what's your, do people have profile names on Tinder? Uh, Is it like that or no? Well, um, I, 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 I just have like a URL. So it's uh, just uh, <laughs> bit.ly slash Tinderburn. 
Oh, um, so, so you got a Tinder burn. Yeah. My so, mom is going to uh, be messaging you all night CV. long. It's just, <laughs> she's there with the vodka. So uh, you'll, you'll, it's, it's an art project, actually. It's a Burning Man art project that, uh, that I'm oh. working on. Oh. So. Hmm. All right. All right. It burns. Swipe down. Swipe, Swipe down. down. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, obviously, we got yes. so many emails about 30th anniversary of Adventures in Babysitting. Um, and they had a terrible uh, reboot. Did really? Was it terrible? <laughs> did you watch it? It's good. I did. I went to the premiere. Oh. Uh, so the head of the Disney <laughs> Channel, he wanted his family, he's got eight-year-old girls and stuff, to enjoy Adventures in Babysitting. And he said, there's just some language. Well, I can't repeat it here. I could. But uh, there's a lot of really salty language in Adventures in Babysitting. And, and so they, well, we're going to actually play some of it. Oh, awesome. Because okay. PG movies back okay then now. do not mean PG movies no, now. No, no. And it was like the third film to get the PG-13 kind of uh, title. Yeah. And it was kind of a, a, a nefarious line there. And they had to lobby hard uh, because of a couple of F-bombs and, and oh. lots of other... That's the scene that we have. Let's take a look <laughs> at <Great>. Ad- Adventures <laughs> in Babysitting. And this is one of my favorite scenes uh, from you wow. fr- from the film. And, of course, with Anthony Rapp. 30 years ago. Wow. I It, it boggles my mind. Tony, take it away. And you, you can narrate us through this, too, by the way. Shot in the loop in Chicago. Really? Yes. That was an actual? That we were actually on the loop going around and around on an actual L train. Uh, focus was soft on one shot. We had to come back for a reshoot, and nobody showed up. So we had the stunt guy pick the locks to the MTA for no Chicago. Way. We got back onto the train. Yep. Uh, everyone in this movie has worked way more than me after it. Every supporting character, everybody in this movie has done tons of The little of girl? Uh, Parker Lewis can't lose if you count a successful series Elizabeth afterwards. Shoe? Yeah. Uh, CSI, if you count the last six years on CSI, yeah. But this is when your character... Yeah, don't F with the babysitter is what she says. Thor was the cheapest licensed Marvel character that oh, we really? could at the time. That is so funny. And now, can you imagine? Who's going to be He-Man? And Christopher Columbus said, I don't know who Are He-Man is. Are you kidding? Yeah. That's, that's a fan favorite uh, a clip. What was the shooting schedule like? Like, how many weeks was it? Three months. Uh, two months in Toronto. Uh, a good three weeks in Chicago. And then a week back in L.A. for some special effects stuff. Uh, we really had to sell Chicago, so the expressway and city shots and stuff were all Chicago. Now, when I look back and I watch a lot of films that have been iconic for me, I look back and I'm like, they're really clunky films. This film still, the chemistry is so real and it's so natural. Was Aww. that behind the scenes or was that just good acting? Uh, I think it was all in the script. Uh, great casting. Everybody worked. Uh, we did a lot of rehearsals. We actually did two weeks of rehearsals uh-huh. back then. They would do that. And they we incorporated a lot of improv. Go figure. Rehearsal it. helps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rehearsal <laughs> really does help. Um, uh, just a great uh, kind of chemistry. The casting really, I, th- I think, really helped. We felt like a unit as we're moving out. Chris Columbus constantly said, uh, keep it grounded, keep it real. He'd say, OTT, that's over the top. Let's keep it you know, grounded and real. Um, you know, they played this as a double feature with Toy Soldiers or with Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, and there's just something about this that resonates with the audience. They believe these kids are on on this night, and uh, I'm, I'm so grateful to Chris Columbus, Linda Opes, Deborah Hill, 
Jeffrey Katzenberg, all of Touchstone Pictures for allowing me to go run around Toronto and Chicago and shoot this. So much fun to do it. And a, the hugest crush on Elizabeth Shue that a 17-year-old boy could possibly have. Really? I mean, oh, look at her. God. Of course I'm, you did. I'm just boner central the whole entire movie. <laughs> That's so funny because that's that's also your uh, character. Yeah, I asked Bar her out. Central. I asked her out. We're doing rehearsals, and I, I go, let's go get dinner in the lobby of the hotel. They're like, we require a jacket, so I had to get the whole jacket and everything. So then I go, you know, you know, sometimes people on movies they like, you know, if their love interest they like actually date and everything. And she yeah. just Elizabeth Shue laughed in my face. <laughs> 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 She's twenty three. I'm seventeen. <laughs> no way it was gonna happen. So I took that that laugh that just. Oh, and I took that pain and I took it through the rest of the movie. This is a woman I could never have. The jealousy when she gets with the guy that rescues him and everything, just seething with green envy. It was absolutely real. It's I still knew here. I could never have We need Adventures in Babysitting Part like, 2. <laughs> Where Keith yeah, like stalked did, Elizabeth Shue. Who did not have a crush on, you know, Allie from uh, Karate Kid? Come on. But it's so funny because she looks so much older than. A 23-year-old now, you know? It's with the hair, and it's just... Well, I, mean, I mean, I'm okay. 22, so how old do I look? <laughs> no, but that, that's exactly what I mean. You look like... And honestly, at least. <laughs> in Hollywood, you, you'd be playing a high school student right now. You'd be killing vampires and wolves in a high school, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, at what point did you, did you just get tired of making films, and you were like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of done? Oh, God, never. This has been... I wanted to do films since I was about seven or eight years old. I'd already done TV. I finally saw The Kid with my grandfather, and I was like, movies. I got to do movies. Uh, By the way, The Kid with Charlie Chaplin. Yes. Uh, So I tried out for Gremlins, Goonies, E.T., Stand By Me, Christmas Story. You keep trying out for movies. You keep trying out. Mm. You're like, all right, not yet, not yet, not yet. Adventures in Babysitting. That was my first mm. feature film. Oh, wow. uh, quickly followed by uh, Hiding Out and Cousins and Cheetah and, you know, uh, Don't Tell Mom and uh, Toy Soldiers, which was super fun. Uh, and that's when, um, uh, you know, I love movies. I just love that format. Whenever I think of a story idea, it's not short film. It's not serious. I always think of like a 90 to 120 minute movie. That's how I think. I've read a lot of scripts uh, growing up. Spoilers. Love spoilers. Why? I've read every single script before it came out. So I <laughs> show me the trailers, the behind the scenes, the you know, all the spoilers. Love it. Uh, and uh, Adventure was very special. I mean, there is something about that cast. You believe that mm-hmm. these kids are out on that night. Yeah. And that's attributed to Chris Columbus. I think he's a great director. Made a whole series of great films. Mm-hmm. Um, you also were like in Teen Magazine. I had a crush on you. I was. Yes. Although I have a joke kind of centerfold. It's me pulling up my shirt and showing my belly, but with like a ridiculous face. I thought it was ridiculous for them to ask. It was a bunch of pedophiles in the room. A bunch of like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Uh, it's totally Not today, absolute. sweetie. And they're <laughs> like, well, no. go ahead and show your like stomach a little bit. And I'm like, I almost put this that is picture ridiculous. in our thing because it was in that teen magazine. You had like the neon MC oh, Hammer. Yeah, pants. they're ridiculous. And for some reason, but your face was even like, okay. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> really? You want me to do this? 
and uh, I didn't know. I didn't know at the time. My mom warned me at seven, eight years old, watch out for that guy, that guy, and that guy. Go ahead and kick him in the balls if you can. And I did. I ran up and kicked the PR guy right in the balls because they were known to be kind of predators. Uh, you know, Corey Feldman will talk about this. Uh, other actors, Elijah Wood, talked about it. I don't think it's as, it's as systemic and organized as they might say, but Anytime you get kids working with adults, whether Catholic Church, Boy Scouts, school, anytime you're going to find a Mary Kay Letourneau, you're going to find something like this. And so just be aware, any you know parents wanting to bring their kids in the industry, you have the right to be with an eye, eyesight and ear sight, ear of your child at all times. Mm. Don't let them say, oh, we're going to take them on an overnight. We're going to go on a road trip. No, I'm coming along. Well, and also to speak to that, there's a lot of ignorance right now going on in the United States. Uh, pedophilia does not mean homosexuality. And so it doesn't no, mean... No, right, exactly. No, absolutely not. Uh, we have a great picture in terms it, of the slice of life that you were at. This is you, Corey Feldman, oh, Christian God. Slater, Ricky Lake. Uh, oh, Look at this picture. It's filmed. And you guys are just like, oh, here we are. So I did Cousins, and I got to dance uh, with Lloyd Bridges. We had this great dancing thing. And they, uh, Kenny uh, Ortega and his assistant were watching that. I did an AMLA promo and did the splits on it. And he's like, get that kid for the show. So I got to join Ricky Lake, who was in Hairspray, and yep. all these great performers and do a live uh, performance on the same year they had Snow White and Rob Lowe, so nobody remembers our <laughs> performance, which is awesome. Uh, but what a fun time. Um, we would uh, get there. Corey Feldman was always late, so we'd call up the Corey. He was late and, to the show. Uh, he was on. Corey and Corey uh, 976 number. Daily, they'd have a different greeting for their fans, so we'd pick up the studio phone, and we'd go ahead and <laughs> dial it because we didn't have to pay for it, and we'd all laugh and like uh, join in and like enjoy this. I think we're all really jealous of uh, Corey and Corey's fame because the Corey's, the two Corey's, nothing was freaking hotter than the two Corey's in the 80s. Well, there was a lot of energy there. There was a lot of, uh, there's just hormones. There's a lot oh, of girl yeah. hormones yeah. spending money well, on and movie guy tickets. hormones too. Okay, like, maybe. You, you know what? I've had the guy hormones too. You don't know how many times guys have come up to me and go, dude, Adventures in Babysitting. Finally, I knew I was gay. I was like, I totally <laughs> like I had a crush had on you and everything. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. dude, I came out to myself when I watched Avengers of Babysitting. I'm like, all right, I appreciate it. For that. me, for you, it was the book of love when you had like the slicked over hair and the little glasses and you were in the little Boy Scout uniform. Now we were marching Ooh. around naked in just Kotex boxes. Yes. No, not well, that. That, okay. that, was, that helped. Um, <laughs> you going to eat that? But being idolized for your looks, and I want to talk to you being on the new spectrum of Instagram, you're shirtless in a lot of your posts, mm -hmm. yeah. which of course works well. Um, you should work out more, though. <laughs> but do you ever feel that you're just an object to your fans? Do you feel that you can have a real voice because you're starting this career being a travel blogger, which mm -hmm. you're going to be blogging with your clothes on, and you have real things to say. Mm -hmm. But on a day-to-day -day basis, do you feel like you're just an object, and how do you counteract that? Um, I, I mean, I don't feel like just an object uh, because I get so many direct messages saying, hey, like I need this advice, this advice. But but at the end of the day, I also get those direct messages that are like, hey, sexy, how you doing? Like, hey, stud, or like send nudes or trade or like something like that. And it's just like – Send nudes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you better pay. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, I, I probably get like 10 of those messages a day, and it's just like, okay, well, move on to the next person and block them. Like I, I don't want that type of – or type of person obviously viewing my photos and – 
and 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 having that disrespect towards me because I'm trying to be a respectful person and and I don't want that disrespect on my page and uh, as a follower I guess. Mm. So what happens 40 years later and we're still following you on Instagram? What happens when it's less about the body and it's more about you know where you're traveling? How are you going to transition to that? Well, I mean, I mean, it's always going to be about fitness as well. I mean, my life is influenced by fitness, so I mean, hopefully that will continue on. And the travel is just a bonus based on that. So that my traveling is what I'm trying to lead into. Fitness and being shirtless is kind of what I am now. Me 40 too. years yeah. <laughs> yeah. 40 yeah. years now I have no idea what's going to go on obviously I don't even You'll know probably if... still be that hot daddy Your arms are bigger than my legs just so you know <laughs> We actually have a little you know it's transformation tuesday we actually have one of your kid pics and it's just so adorable here you are oh, look look at little daniel oh, yeah, Aww. I was at uh, Bradford Beach in Milwaukee, and uh, I was with my sister and my cousins that day. And they have a plaque there now, just I, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> like this is where it started. I actually <laughs> found those glasses. They're Oakleys. They're the first Oakleys I ever had. Every straight I was kid so had proud Oakleys. <laughs> I actually don't even have Oakleys now, which is the funny part. So <laughs> you're on to Prada and Gucci. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> So, Matthew, dealing also, we're talking about... With like, my body and being the body. a teen sex symbol. <laughs> well, I would like... Yeah. Uh, actually, I would like you to defend uh, the sailor pick that we have. And I, I just what? hope... It's, it was your grinder pick, so oh, I had to pull it. I don't have a grinder account, but whatever. Thank you, thank you very much. What, what is happening here? It's so well lit. It makes me believe you set this up. Uh, it's you as a silly sailor. So, my... Did you say semen? Uh, my best friend. No, we're classy here. My uh, kind of adoptive mom, Diamato. Shout out to Diamato. Hey, Diamato. Diamato. Call in if you want. My best friend, Bryce, that's his mother. And we. I always try and do photos for holidays and stuff like this. Uh, Easter, I make everyone adorn rabbit ears and do silly things. So for Mother's Day, I had Bryce and his sister in Palm Springs. And I did shots of them, uh, of Bryce's husband, Topher. And I jumped in and had them take a photo of me. We all did tattoos that say mom because that's the sweet. Oh. Oh, that's that's yeah. good. Now you just turned around and made it cute. Did I? <laughs> but with dealing with bodies, you you take pictures of a lot of celebrities and a lot of series of undress. Does the human body just become boring to you after a while for seeing so many naked people on set? No, it's always beautiful. Do you it's think it's part of your job to objectify people? Uh, I think it's part of my talent. Talent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, personal <laughs> preference. Yeah. No, it's. I appreciate. It's like uh, watching the ballet or going to the Louvre and seeing uh, magnificent paintings and sculptures. Of, of the body is an amazing thing. So uh, I think I celebrate it. So that's that's what I do. You photographed a lot of ce celebrities. This is such a clean picture. Uh, uh, Sharon Gless, who is one of our favorite. But amazing. look at this picture. It's so clean and so just streamlined. Um, how do you come up with your vision for your photo shoot? Do you storyboard it, or does it just come to you? How do you prepare? Well, Sharon came to me because she had a play um, that she was working on. I think it's a round-heeled woman, and they came to me that they had to. Uh, they were going to do the artwork for the the um, playbill and for all the stuff that goes, all the ancillary items that go on with marketing that. So I knew it had to be clean, nicely lit, with a little bit of depth, kind of a, a key light and a spotlight behind her, and she was amazing to work with, and so much fun, and such a pro. So, but literally, it didn't take much. You turn the camera on these people who love being in front of the camera, and they light up, they become alive, so. Do you get starstruck at all? 
knowing that you're going to photograph somebody. Your shots with Ava Longoria, by the way. Oh, I love her. It's right next to Sharon Glass here. Just beautiful. But you see them at their naked, literally. Sure. Yeah. And you never get starstruck. You're just like. The great thing about Ava is when she first moved to Los Angeles, she was with an agency called Empire. And they sent her to me for some headshots to be an actress. And uh, I, because I used to be a makeup artist, I did her makeup. We hung out for the day. We took photos. And that was the beginning of her career. And then they go on. I, I took photos of her for a magazine called Oye, right as she signed to um, Desperate Housewives. And oh, interesting. Yeah. And so you get to celebrate and you get to go along with the ride. You get to be a part of what they do, part mm -hmm. of their success. And that's what I love about it. Then I saw her at a People magazine event and I thought, okay, it's been a minute. She's kind of big. You know, I just stand back. She squealed and she ran up to me. And the people I was with were like, oh my God, Eva Longoria is sitting on your lap. I'm like, yeah, it, it's just, it's fun. The energy's fun and good people are good people. And I'm happy for everyone's success. Your limited success, I, I celebrate all the time. <laughs> Would you do a photo oh God, shoot of Alexander in the semi-nude thing? Do Would you Ale do that? Like okay, that. okay, like let's Alexander do. Let's recreate that shot. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That would be awesome. I would do it in like a liquor cabinet with like bottles all around, like Amy Schumer did. Yeah. I would retweet I'm not ashamed that. Of Absolutely. My body and my amazing talents. <laughs> Your amazing <laughs> talent. To make vodka disappear. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but, and in all honesty, uh, play some of the pictures from his photo shoots. Um, your colors go from dark, super dark and dramatic, Broadway style. To light, like this one with Louis Vuitton, just just kills me. Um, Dominic, he's amazing. But your eye is so different. Usually, an artist or photographer has a certain style. This is all over the map. Who were? Um, I've seen that. You've I've seen, seen that. that. Oh, yeah, good. I've seen that. That's nice. We actually have a question from the chat room, but I also want to know who your early inspirations were. But from the chat room is, when did you know that you wanted to be a photographer? I was raised in the ballet and tried to be a child actor. And you were taking pictures no. of you. You couldn't give me away as a kid. I was a, <laughs> I was a Latin kid who didn't speak Spanish. Just nothing happened, nothing. Things haven't changed. Uh, and um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I moved to Paris at 19, uh, became a makeup artist, uh, and I worked with some amazing photographers, uh, Manuel Omaturo for one, and um, and the whole time I'm thinking, that's what I want to do. I love what they're doing. And I come up with ideas and try and art direct and whatever. And it was it was everything I wanted. Came back and got into a relationship with a photographer, opened an agency. And the whole time I'm thinking, that's what I'm going to do. I picked up a camera, pissed off everybody in Portland, Oregon, and moved to Los Angeles. Um, and haven't, I haven't regretted. I love, I love it. Well, I mean, just like all, like what we've been showing, this, this next shot, it just... The colors are just so different. I love color. I, yeah. I, I, it's like um, it's like eating. You love pizza. Or you find Thai food that you love. <laughs> Still looked at you, me. You, yeah. you love, I, you I love pizza. I want to say I think that I mean we have the passing of her Brits here, but <gasps> my favorite. I I see an influence. I, I think you you nailed you remind it. Remind me of that's Herberts. who I wanted to be as a as a young yeah. her Brits yeah. the reboot. I love yeah. love love love. Uh, Patrick Demarchier, Peter Lindbergh, there are many greats that I love. Uh, Herb Ritz happens to be my favorite. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's like that Marilyn Monroe thing. You know, once they pass and they can't do any more, you kind of you get caught in this little loop of what they did. And is it homage? Is it honoring? Uh, is yes. it, you know, yeah. Yeah, boosting yeah. that signal? Definitely an influence. Yeah. So. Rahul, wh who were some of the business people that you looked up to? You were like, that's a business person. 
Uh, yeah. So I, I, I think like um, I, I was at Microsoft in the 90s and, you know, obviously Bill Gates was kind of taking over the world at that point. But like I, I, I never felt like, oh, this is so inspiring or anything. It's like, yeah, Microsoft's crushing it. But like t today for me with like Elon Musk, it feels like it's on a whole different level because it's not one company. It's like going to space and you know, completely reinventing energy and completely reinventing transportation. So, like, to me, like, that's been the first real inspiring, like, you know, crushing it type of in every direction situation. So that, I think, um, is pretty recent. And then, like, once, like, I, you know, I, I just saw YouTube of him and got really interested. And I'm like, oh, you see, I have two companies. I should do that. And I, I learned in, like, 30 days I'm like no I'm not Elon Musk I totally can't do that um, and so he's got uh, some balls he's yeah, got yeah. some big he's, balls he's uh, relentless but uh, but but <laughs> so are you with your track record like you um, are yeah I'm, I'm relentless this is one of the like most brilliant ideas the city to city is really brilliant yeah but I, but I feel like you know we're basically like, like Tesla's like iPhone and the Apple on a platform and we're building like Instagram on top which is a nice idea but it's like it's like a little app and like Instagram was like 12 people or something for a long time I think when they sold to Facebook they were under 20 people so like um, but they take advantage of you know what has come before and if you look at um, you know how much people at Tesla have put into making what they have made it's it's mm -hmm. truly stunning and you know we you know, take an ad out on Facebook, put somebody in the car and like play good music. And, um, <laughs> you know, but but it's great because it, it, it makes that accessible to people for, you know, $50, not like $100,000. No, people, you know, they I get so many emails every time I say, oh, Test Loop is the way to travel. Oh, it's luxury. And like, no, it's affordable. It's sort of uh, so affordable. And you feel like a rock star when you're in it, by the way. Yeah. So so like I, I, I think what's you know, happening in cars, it's pretty stunning is the price of like car service is going to drop like 10x from two years ago to two years from now. And we've never had like that big of a tr price drop for something so big as transportation. So it's really going to be mm. super transformative. Like I think next year, once the cars really start driving themselves. What do you have your eye on for next? Because I know you have like business ADD and you're like, oh, what's next? What's uh, next? Like I, I, you know, I'm just like it's startup mode and test loop. And I really don't like have anything beyond that that I'm thinking about at all. It's like just consumed at this point. Is it hard to say goodbye to a company that you started? Uh, no, like I, I mean, oh, I, not once he gets the Sorry check. to the staff of Geo, uh, whatever. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like I felt. You have to go to the bathroom again, Keith. I do. I oh my god, this is what happens when you're, uh, you know, a star of the '80s. You let, 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 like with um, when Comcast acquired, you know, my first company. Um, you know, it was my first company, so it was really big, and it Did was. Did you how we just sounded? You just said that, by the way. First you know, when Comcast, yes, I but, said the same but, thing. But then I was like, oh my god, we're gonna crush it! And YouTube was coming up, and I'm like, we're gonna beat them, and you know, we're gonna create like what then became. Instead, what happened is like Hulu built on top of us, and you know, they became a billion dollar company, and we, you know, stayed like in the plumbing side of things, and. Uh, <laughs> just the millions. And, million and, and, and like after a year of that, I'm like, ah, this is just. No fun. So, like, like the 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 
like I'm a little bit like I'm I'm better being like the underdog and just fighting and trying to make something happen like from nothing like that's that's really what excites me the the blank slate where you have complete like I can take it in any direction and as soon as you start to get a lot of trajectory <laughs> you get constrained inherently which isn't bad but it's very different I want you to be on Patty Stanger's next millionaire matchmaker because that would be the most <laughs> interesting show ever. Um, You're just right. so like so vibrant and so yeah. personality. You guys have so much in common. You can take it from any direction too, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Daniel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a, also a lot of emails also. Um, how do you decide how much to share and how much not to share? Well, I mean, it's it's all based on, I mean, what, basically what I want to show. So, I mean, it's it's really hard. Yes, it's a really hard question to ask or like answer. Even from just relationships to, like, your own opinion politically or whatever. Well, I mean, I, I like to stay away from politics because, obviously, that just leads – into craziness obviously you know that you you try and yes stay we have away. marches about that yes <laughs> <laughs> but but i mean i mean towards relationships and everything it's just kind of like well I, w I show what i want to show and a, a lot of times the people want shirtless selfies and and it's just like okay well i mean yeah i like to per i like to support people in what i'm already showing and if people are getting inspired by my shirtless pictures and and hey i want to go to the gym because you posted this picture today it's like Okay, well, let me do that tomorrow, and hopefully another person will be able to go to the gym and and not eat that cookie or or whatever. And fun sponge, man, you're sucking the fun out of life right here. But 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 I, I honestly receive those direct messages daily. It's just like, wow, you inspired me to go the and hit legs today because you have decent legs and all these other fitness people. Don't decent have legs. legs, your legs could start my car if it was stuck in the snow. These tree trunks? I don't know how we're going to get them from under the desk. <laughs> what is one thing that's very deep that you know that you could never tell your Instagram followers that you would like them to know now? Um, Why is there chitter-chatter? <laughs> um, <Deep>. I, <laughs> no, but like something that you're never going to get across with, like, yeah, you know. I mean, I mean it would... You do live privately in public. So yeah, you're aware yes. of that line, you yes. know what to show and what not to show. I but mean, I doubt the hair that we see when you're like, oh, what? I woke up like this. I don't think that's the hair, really. It, it honestly is, though. Like, I just go I on hate the you. <laughs> go like, He, he writes poetry and loves a good rosé. The hair from the elf <laughs> in the uh, Christmas. Uh, it's, perfect, it's on point. Perfect it's blonde frozen hair. in time. I just want to be a dentist. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> We but, love you. I look respect because I couldn't do a sit up. And it's the I, way of the future. Your arms are awesome. I have Thank an ab. Thanks, <laughs> I thought about working. I'm 47. It's over. See, but the <laughs> thing is, it's never too 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 old to start something yeah. new. I mean, there's plenty of people that that start at a, an older age and just find yes, that. I with a lot of muscle. I'm going to dedicate myself 20 sit ups, 20 push ups a day. I'll get rock solid in a year. Exactly. Abs are exactly. amazing, but have you ever had donuts? Yeah, I, 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 I do are all the time. You're fit, whatever, <laughs> but but literally, what is one thing about your personal, like your personal statement away from the fitness or something that your Instagram followers will probably never know about you or hear from you, but that you would like them to know? Um, I would just like them to know that it takes so much time to like, s like to do like watch videos based on editing and and like based on like 
filters and stuff like that and you have to find the perfect lighting and to know the Instagram algorithm for how much like like how to get likes like a blue like statistically a blue filter will get more likes than any other filter what, what? we're so, all downloading <laughs> I'm, I'm done like, I'm right I'm doing the blue Smurf right filter, now the Smurfs we're all downloading the Smurf filter so, serious so it's, yeah it, how it, did you learn this stuff it, it, that's it's, so weird it's, so it's all based on research and I mean it takes so much time to know this information and, and it's just research based on research and statistically finding things that that get more likes and and that's how you become get more followers and everything so it, it takes time but that's people, what i want people to there's know there's the there's the stereotypical like oh instagrammers oh you know they just have to be hot but there's a business behind it right. and it seems like you have your finger mm-hmm. on the pulse of that kind of wired <laughs> Crazy. We have yeah. to wrap things up, but real fast, Matthew, we got this email for you. How do you gain trust from your subjects to be naked and to be free because there's stage anxiety from them? Um, I think I approach it as, and I think I've, I've mentioned this, is everything should be fun. So I ask them, it's your body. What do you want to do? What is it you want to do? Rahul's done everything with Rahul, his body. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've seen uh, the pictures. <laughs> it's on Tinder. That, I, 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 I feel like Tinder burn. I feel like I have an, uh, a captive audience for a while, and I don't shut up. I just keep going and going and having a good time. It's, it's my show. And so I can be obnoxious and have fun. And then somewhere along the way, I take their photo. And hopefully they're having a good time. But someone who wants to show off their body shows off their body. If someone needs headshots as an actor, we, we, we showcase that. And we, you know, it's the message that we're trying to create. And I just kind of stick to that line. I have no personal interest to celebrate anything that someone doesn't want to celebrate. So, mm. uh, but if you want to come and take photos and, and remove all your clothes, uh, I'm not going to be available that day, but I can direct you someplace. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, as a compliment, because you and I hung out, and it was yeah. like, oh, we're hanging out with Matthew Mitchell. I was like, uh, uh, but we had such a great we time a great because time. You're, I have a great time so, you. you're just you're just so natural. We have fun. You're you're great to hang out with, too. Thank um, you. Yeah, I, uh, Pay for your own drinks next time, but yeah, everything is <laughs> Wow. You tried to pay in pesos, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They didn't take EBT. That's sexist. <laughs> they don't take EBT. So before we get, because uh, we're running over time, before we get to the finale of the show, Michael Vega, we're mm-hmm. going to start working on a new segment for you yes. called uh, Vega's Views, mm. right? View. And yeah. so you're going to tell us what we should watch this next well, week. Well, not necessarily you the picture, should, but you know what, what I want to see here do or eat, you know, I, I'm not telling you you should, but these are the things that films I want to see or, or a restaurant I want to go to or something I want to try. So, you know, if it connects with you, then then do it. Eat it. Smell so it. paleo. Hear it. All right. So, Thank you. so what's the thing next week that maybe we should do? Next week, you know, I really want to go try to get into that It House. Has anybody Have seen it? Have you guys it? heard about this? Oh it, God. the movie. The it Scare House. <laughs> yes. There is a house that scared the crap out of people. Right. It just popped up at Hollywood and Vine. There's mm-hmm. a house to advertise the movie It. Yeah. And the and clown comes and terrorizes <laughs> yes, Exactly. No, thank you. I want to okay. get in. I'm done. Checked out. I mean, thank yeah, you. I hear much. tickets are sold out, but that's not always the case. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure true. we can get in somehow. But at Hollywood and Vine, go look at it. It's, wow. it's a house. Just boom. There. All right, it's, and not a pretty house. It's, it's funny. A, there's a lot of uh, instances where uh, musicians say they can't make money selling records, but they can in live shows. And I see these live experiences becoming yeah. a big yeah. part of it. Well, Absolutely. Stephen King just had a horrible upset with Dark Tower. Dark Tower was supposed to be the biggest success 
and unfortunately, it was not. No, you know, it was the movie adaptations of his too. works have never done well. You know, Dark Terror is about a gunslinger who's yes. chasing the man in black across, and the, the movie, movie is about a young yes. man named Jake who finds the gunslinger, and then so they kind of turn it into this wish fulfillment kind of movie fantasy of the thing for the yeah. kid. And I, 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 I'm a fan of Dark Tower. I read the books. Yeah. I felt the burned by amazing. the trailers. By the, I was like, are you serious? You, You're Steve taking Logan. away the books that we enjoyed? They should have just made the book as the first book as a tester, see if everybody loved the Thank universe. You. Instead, they kind of amalgamated all seven books into one after story. Oh. I'm pissed. And the leads are such incredible actors. It's like, but, you know, we've seen several iterations of Spider-Man. Mm. Who is to say that we can't have the dark tower that we want some on down the line? They because tried it out. audiences okay. with movies They put the getting... tip in, and, and maybe it didn't work. <laughs> I love the comment, though. It's like we have to placate to audiences now, and yes. we assume that they're getting dumber and dumber, and I say the opposite. We're getting smarter and smarter because we have this dumbness happening in our real life we want smart films. We want films like the old days where characters meant something and we told stories. And sorry, I'm just going off a tangent. Anyway, but yeah. <laughs> a third act you don't fall asleep on because it's just over CGI and MacGuffin, yeah. something that you care about and Thank you. you build towards. Thank and you. It takes good writing, great direction, amazing production values, a studio that believes in a vision of somebody. Christopher Nolan. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> All right. On, on that note, uh, we're still going to end the show with Rapid Fire. All of you are falling oh, uh, victim to Rapid Fire. But Great. along that, what I miss are the old movie trailers. Can we play the movie trailer for Adventures in Babysitting? Oh, God. Celebrating the 30th anniversary. I met the guy but, that did the trailer voice. So before we play it, I, I have to set it up. The voice is something you have no clue what we're talking about. No idea. Trailers used to be dependent on one man telling one you if this film yeah. was good In or world. not. In a world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A woman. <laughs> against. Yeah. Let, let's play this trailer. Oh, my God. This is such an 80s trailer. That was Mrs. Anderson on the phone. She wants to know if you can babysit for her tonight. Setting up the film perfectly. Chris, you're playing Wild Side from the new Adventures in Babysitting over it, just so that you know. Road trip? Jesus. Oh, I'm so. This is not. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's a blend. It's a blend. <laughs> I meant to play the original with the. In a world of adventures uh, and babysitting, we have that one was babysitter. Yes. yes, one babysitter and Keith Coogan. But they used to make trailers like that where you didn't know what happened and you were a little in- excited. Now we put everything in. Trailers. Have you ever watched I any know. of the honest trailers that, that they're doing? Uh, yes, I love them. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, we do a little segment here. We're going to end the show. Uh, Tony, thank you for putting up with us. Thank you. Uh, rapid fire, and you just have to answer the questions. <laughs> It's not really in depth, so don't get so afraid. Who wants to go first? Me. Keith Coogan. Keith Coogan. Keith C O O G A N Coogan would love to go first. Oh, we're still going to go around and get oh, okay, handles. that's fine. Okay. Keith other Coogan. people, other people. My <laughs> grandfather said when you take a picture of a group picture, yeah. stand on the far right so that in opposite. the newspaper it'll say pictured here Keith yep. Coogan, <laughs> other people, other people, other people. <laughs> I would love to spend 10 minutes with your grandfather. I know. I would too. And you guys, uh, watch Jackie Coogan. Uh, the films are on YouTube, The Child with uh, 
the kid with the kid, Charlie Chaplin. Old clothes with Joan Crawford. My great grandfather oh, cast man. Betty Davis and Joan Crawford ah! in their first movies. Wow. It's rumored my great grandfather named Joan Crawford. They had a nationwide contest, and the winner was Ann Harbor. And she was pissed because she was an actor in Hollywood already. And she said, uh, "Sorry, you can't use my name." My great grandfather said. Joan Crawford, that should be her name. Wow. Said it to Louis B. Mayer, it became her name. Cast her in her first film, Old Clothes. Anyway, go on. Keith, can I just ask you right now, <laughs> will you I'm come back uh, for our Emmy recap show? I'm a whore, I will, yes. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. Um, we saw your childhood films. What was <clears throat> one of your favorite childhood films when you were young that you loved? Because you were oh, in them all. God. Uh, I loved E.T. That was mm. great. Henry uh, Thomas is a great actor, uh, too. Stand By Me as well. I mean, these were you know films. Christmas Story that I totally enjoyed. Oh. I read for all of them. Didn't get yeah. it. <laughs> and then with, was it weird you know, to see it in the theater? No. I mean, you yeah, you learn to separate that part of the craft. So I wouldn't be enjoy like, no, the I'm not movie later. Um, I, I, no, I totally. You can still have that, you know, a suspension of disbelief. It's still there. Uh, but yeah, Stand By Me was one that, you know, I was like, God, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I'll never be in a good a movie as Stand By Me. It was like Shawshank Redemption. And we talk about Stephen King doesn't have great adaptations, but Stand By Me was Stephen King. Shawshank was Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a slow burner where you see it and then you have to think about it and watch it 40 times. <laughs> they weren't all killed by the road. <laughs> Love you. Actor you would never work with again. Actor I would never work with again? Yep. Because you've worked with a lot. Corey Haim. <laughs> oh, that's no, a little no. That took me a second. No. Uh, uh, there is really no actor. I, I've learned from everyone. The hardest actress I've ever worked with. Yes. Sally Kirkland. She was on she, the show. Okay, she's amazing. <laughs> she's the hardest actress I've ever interviewed. All Kirkland, all the time. Great. Met her she for, knows it too, uh, forever, a ghost of a love story. And uh, um, uh, uh, upon meeting her, she goes, you have to sit down and watch Anna. So I sat down Anna, and Anna, watched Anna, Anna with her. She always talks about Anna. She had an open set for the sex scene. She goes, no, no, all the grips, all the electricians, please come in. It was actually open set. Because she was shopping. It was like the bachelorette. Yeah. And then lunch happened. She goes, no, stay in bed with me. So <laughs> Sally, I would absolutely work with Sally again. She taught me how to be in the moment. She never did the scene twice the same way. She always screwed her whole, uh, you know, continuity and everything. Yeah. Talk <laughs> about <laughs> listening, and watching, <laughs> super low budget movie, and you're like, okay, I just gotta follow along. So uh, uh, both Sally Kirkland and not Sally Kirkland. <laughs> well. That's awesome because listen to my interview with Sally Kirkland here at On the Rocks, yeah, and she she's was all st- over the good place. morning, Starshine. <laughs> I had to drive her home, by the way. <laughs> okay, you become a part of uh, both Sally Kirkland and Corey Haim. They become a part of your life. Uh, Corey Haim move. If you do a movie with him, he moves in like a hamster. He comes in, <laughs> becomes a part of your life. Loved him. The last show that you binge watched. Uh, we binged watched Glow, which is the greatest show on television. I, I even chased down the location for the Pink Motel. It's oh, out in San Fernando. Yeah. Uh, we were at a Home Depot or something there. And we're like, San Fernando, this sounds familiar. I think Glow is <laughs> shot here. So we found it. They were shooting something at the site. No pictures 
of the hotel, period. We walked up close to try to get a picture of just a pink hotel, and security guards immediately came over. So uh, my wife, she loves to get selfies with celebrities. PinkyLoveJoy.com, by the way. Uh, we tried, <laughs> I, love I love locations. I don't uh, appreciate guys, human beings at all. here at the studio, we have magnets that she made for us. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Saw them on the fridge. So stoked to see that. Um. Yeah. No. So, uh, Glow is the greatest show. Mark Such Marone show. is awesome. Everyone on that show is great. Great testament to the '80s. Anyway. All right. So, along those lines, <clears throat> you have met a lot of celebrities. Fuck. Yes. Your Instagram selfies: <laughs> Tom Cruise, Eddie Redmay, and everybody in between. Yes. Who was one celebrity that you would love to meet, and it could be dead or alive? Oh wow! You uh, and McGregor would be great. That's so random. No, hmm. I know, but he's a uh, great Star Wars. Come on, I'm a huge Star he's Wars fan. I've never Wars. met Ewan. Uh, Colin Farrell would be awesome oh, to meet. I'd be okay with just to see if it's that. true that he's so got okay this like that. huge schlong. Uh, uh, <laughs> You're straight to our listeners. I've dinner, breakfast, and lunch. Uh, sorry, if you've never seen the Colin uh, Farrell porn, you have to see oh, it. Oh, it's actually it's awesome. Yeah, it's I have, it's all right. Because he has the daredevil. Anyway, uh, keep going. If you could reboot any one of your films, which one would it be? Wow. Uh, that's, that's a, good a question, tough right? question. That's a really tough question. They already rebooted The Adventures of Babysitting. Uh, I'm going to go Cheetah. We need another Cheetah out there. Yes, I, I don't know why I said that. Well, I, I had no Tippi Hedren on with all of her lions and tigers <laughs> and bears. Oh, my God. Yes. Wait, my wife is texting in. What is she saying? Oh, God. I love Pinky. Hola, Pinky. Okay, she has pics with Colin and Ewan McGregor. God damn it. My <laughs> wife has oh. pictures. With, my wife has taken pictures with probably 4,000 no, no, no. celebrities. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Impressive. We got the Tom Cruise together. He was doing uh, Live, Die, Repeat or uh, whatever the hell they called it originally. Uh, and we To were his up, career, Live, Die, we were Repeat. behind <laughs> uh, the studio. Uh, the line went all the way out the alley. He started going one by one. That's a great poster. Oh, my God, that's great. Where'd you find that? He's giving everyone incredibly uh, intense attention. Going all the way. The security is, like, grabbing him. The line starts circling around him. A mob of three, four, five people deep around him. He's still signing, taking yes. selfies, no. doing it. Tom. it was uh, we Abbey. have a great video of him. He's called rapid fire. My wife. <laughs> goes, come on, babe, let's get the picture. Tom Cruise goes, yeah, babe, come on, get the picture. So stoked about the Tom Cruise. I love Pinky. I love Pinky. <laughs> You're coming back for the Emmy uh, recap. Awesome. Yes. We're going to the Emmys this year. It's going to be great. Done. <laughs> Who's next? Rapid fire. We have to wrap this up. I'll go. Okay. Matthew Mitchell. Biggest pet peeve as a photographer from a model. Biggest pet peeve? People who are late. Late with no communication. I understand it's LA and traffic happens. And if they took the Tesla loop, they would get to my place on time. So true. Matthew Mitchell, your least favorite assignment? Wow. Um, Besides this one. Back, yeah. Back in the day when I first started, I worked for like. Um, those training schools. <laughs> oh, oh, I filmed some. You must have, as an actor, were, I filmed some training sexual oh, harassment. No, nope, Karen, I don't want to touch you in that way. <laughs> oh, it was uh, grueling, and you know these wannabe stage uh, moms. Uh, oh, that's just, yeah, so it was yeah, that really chapped my hide. It used to do that. So, your least favorite fashion trend. I don't like jeans. I don't like the saggy jeans. I don't quite get mm. it. I don't understand that your underwear's up to your waist in the 
But I don't because you can I, see what's happening. I don't get it. It's just a little bit of polished cotton between you and the world. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> That's the allure. Your celebrity crush. Uh, right. Who's the that the boxer? The guy that has the fuck you. The, oh, the, yeah, the yeah. Thing. yeah, that's just, just the first. One, yeah, the first yeah. one that comes to mind right now. For no reason, he's not really a handsome man. He's not beautiful, but there's just something about him. You know, so. Who is your dream photo subject, dead or alive? Ooh, Princess Grace, if it's dead. That is such a great answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just is it? Now we're friends. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> Rahul, are you ready? I'm ready. Worst business idea you've ever heard. I've ever heard. Oh. You're just like what? God. Um, worst business idea, like um, expiredfoods.com. Oh, <laughs> 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 you win! You win, Rahul. The most embarrassing. Uh, oh wait, no, that's not for you. The funniest <laughs> test loop experience. What has that customer done that has been so funny oh, or like? Uh, I I don't know. There's a lot of like when you're driving out of Vegas. It's like. Pull over right now, oh. and like you just got to stop. Oh. You, you open the door oh. with a the button. They toss, and like, that was me. Sorry, yeah. I don't know if that's funny, but it's painful. Your least <laughs> favorite part about starting a company? Uh, least favorite part? Oh, it's like the thirty days of money before you run out. You know, and oh. yeah, that's pretty common. And your millions and millions. <clears throat> <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure? Uh, my guilty pleasure is, um, hmm, how guilty? Like, I, I'm, I'm innocent. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but like, oh, I eat cheese whiz out of the container. Uh, I, um, whenever I go to a concert, I like sneak down to empty seats and. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. That's just a straight man answer, by <laughs> yeah. the way. Um, what is the top quality you look for in a job candidate? And I don't mean, oh, the resume. Something that a candidate would not know that you're specifically looking for. Um, I look for... Uh, Punctuality? <laughs> 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 Not so much. Uh, let's see, job candidate. Like, like I, I just look for somebody who's like dying no, no, but, to do something. Like, but, but like besides passion. that, like for me is like if somebody says, "Oh, I like Star Trek." You're my new intern. You know what I mean? Oh, Something yeah. that's not yeah. like job worthy, so but it's like it's, <laughs> if they're Pearl Jam fans, that's worth saying. <laughs> Oh, I approve okay. wholly. How can you be successful in this Ten life? is a brilliant album, That's so <laughs> I'm on board with that one. Right Daniel, there. you're up. All right. What is your binge food? Be honest. Don't be bullshit. Um, ramen noodle. Kale. <laughs> he said ramen noodle. I just actually had like three packs last night. So That's not a health yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like a molecule away it's from a lot cardboard. Of sodium in that. <laughs> oh, it's MSG. terrible sodium. It's terrible. <laughs> That's so his guilty pleasure. Mine is like Sizzler Buffet for three hours. <laughs> uh, most embarrassing song on your playlist. Be uh, honest. Uh, Christmas Shoes. I actually have it on my SoundCloud for my workout. All right. <laughs> uh, mo uh, worst place that you visited? Oh, um, <laughs> um, I would have to say... Um, phew, I, I don't know. Um... Inland Empire. Where? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not really too sure on that one. I don't know. Because you're nice. Pass. Have to pass. Keeping his sponsors alive. Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I would have to say uh, the Bahamas, actually. 
I did not like oh. the Bahamas at all. Wow. White man problems. <laughs> it's the worst place I've been. Mine is like Sacramento for like probation. Well, well, we, we, not... we just didn't get like the inclusive resort. Like it was a beautiful place I'm and everything. I'm so sorry. But but like after like the water park and everything, we, we, we were there for like five days. There I just wasn't how difficult. There just wasn't hell. much to do off the oh, island because yeah. you felt oh, unsafe. God. I felt that way in Aruba. Yeah. I've already been to heaven. Jeez. I was there five minutes. I said, let's go. <laughs> You've recovered, though, right? I almost want to cry. That's I, I so just funny. didn't feel safe off the island, and we didn't have an all-inclusive. So, and oh, this is I hate when This is when that. I was. This is when I was. A, I get like a, a two-for-one night on my trips. Okay, <laughs> strangest Instagram comment you've ever received. Oh, um, I mean, there's there's all sorts. Probably just to do porn. I mean, it's just like, oh, we we pay you to do porn like fifteen hundred dollars a shot, and it's like we fly you dollars. up, and it's like we fly you out, blah blah blah, and it's just like. Stop! Just I don't know what you're trying to do. Did All they right. use the w- term a shot? <laughs> I, 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 uh, oh, Keith, sorry. it's fancy here. <laughs> it's a vodka. Maybe, I'm sorry. Maybe they. Give I don't know. Final question: How much time does it take to do your hair? Uh, like ten seconds. F you. And F U N. We are so <laughs> over time. I have to thank everybody real fast. Go around, find out how our listeners can find you. Keith, go ahead. Uh, Keith Coogan on Twitter and Instagram. Your website is pretty good, too. KeithCooganOnline.com. Great merch, dishes, dish towels. You, uh, dishes okay. are done, okay. man. Okay, okay, enough of that. Uh, MatthewMitchellPhoto.com. Uh, Instagram at MatthewMitchell. I think that's about it. And my yeah, home address beautiful. is... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Mitchell, M-I-C-H-E-L-L. M-I-T-C-H-E-L. Oh, it is oh, M-I-T-C-H-E-L. Okay, good, just like my birthday. M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. Excellent. Smiley face. Rahul. Yeah, so just go to testloop.com, and if you email com, we'll give you a coupon for a free ride. Nice. Do it. Free ride. Daniel Pyre. Where? Wait, wait. All right. Um, well, I'm actually just started a website called Living Life Daniel, so you can follow my adventures. I'm going to be doing a bunch of YouTube stuff. So also, we have to announce we're going to be doing a live stream from Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you my world. Yes. And you're going to show me your world. Of Are we going to take you out? <laughs> oh, is that a euphemism? No, test loop is gonna. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, that'd be awesome. A, free a lot ride. of synergy in this room. Your world, yeah. all worlds. Is that what your world is? All worlds. <laughs> Daniel's gonna take me to the gym exactly. there, and I'm gonna take him to Hunters. It's be <laughs> anyway, sorry. But yeah, uh, then just follow me on Instagram, and you can follow Player Daniel P E Y E R D A N I E L, and uh, follow my adventure at LivingLifeDaniel.com. Awesome. Uh, com and on Twitter and uh, the other one, Instagram, at Michael Vega Act. I thought it wasn't, I was joking. Uh, <laughs> Michael Vega Act. And that's it. Find us on Twitter at uh, On The Rocks On Air, Facebook, On The Rocks Radio Show. Book me at a wedding, like I said. Tony, thank you so much. We ran way over, and I beat him before the show. Mama Rose in the chat room. Thank you so much, you guys. What a fun, Thank you, Alexander, for having show. us. We celebrate diversity fun. on this show, obviously, yeah. and that's what America should be about. That's all I'm going to say about that. Sasa, see you next thank Tuesday. Sasa. This has been On the Rocks with Alexander every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On the Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>